Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. We can chat about anything. Talk Recorded live. Hey guys, this is uh, Kyle's Monday Night Call. It is March the 20th. Um, just wanted to make a couple announcements uh, really quick. I wanted to let everybody know about a great video uh, with Dr. Katherine Horton um, and uh, Ramona uh, where they're speaking to World Beyond Belief. It's called TI Forum on World Beyond Belief. It's a YouTube video. Um, also, just wanted to talk about two things. One thing that I'm going to be doing in videotaping I'm going to be getting uh, about three shirts that say, like, gang stalking is murder or gang stalking is organized crime. And then uh, videotaping the results, like me walking around my condo, uh, going out, you know, in the community with these shirts. Also, uh, putting bumper stickers on my car that say, you know, gang stalking is murder or organized crime. Um, and then putting something on my door um, to, to give people updates about how, how it changed the patrolling, the stalking in my condo. I did also want to just uh, mention, um, you know, a lot of the TIs on the calls lately are mentioning that they are getting, they're picking up video evidence from infrared camera um, because it seems like uh, the targeting system for this electromagnetic frequency um, is is based on either laser sights or infrared sighting. Um, so people are picking up uh, beams when they use the infrared um, the infrared uh, I guess uh, thing on your camera, the mode on your camera. Um, I'm going to be trying this and also making some videos about that. But um, those are basically all the uh, just some things that I wanted to throw out. Um, also, uh, Eric, Dr. Eric Karlstrom, if you look him up on YouTube, he kind of breaks down why this corruption is happening and how it happened with these private contractors, why it's so out of control. Um, he has a very good point of view on it, a very down-to-earth point of view uh, about everything that's going on with us. Um, so please check out Dr. Eric Karlstrom. And that's, that's all I wanted to say. And, uh, and then we can go on with the call. And Corinne, definitely stay on. Um, you know, you are more than welcome to be on the call and talk. Um, you know, if we can help you with your situation at all, we will. Please somebody help me with my situation, you know, I'd like to say. Um but um but yeah, that's that's about it. And and we can kinda continue. If you do want to join the call, please press star eight. Um, I am going to kind of uh, be trying to, even though it's a grab bag call, and we can talk about coping, we can talk about anything, defense, we can talk about activism, we can just we can talk about anything. I do want to kind of eventually kind of sharpen this call into a defense and activism sort of call um, because we are getting very close with the with the release of Vault Seven and the things going on with Donald Trump being. Um, you know, surveilled, uh, surveilled in quotes by Obama. A lot, a lot more about our plight is coming out. 
So we're getting there. Um, these ladies on uh, TI Forum uh, on World Beyond Belief, um, there are three ladies. It's Karen Stewart, Dr. Horton, and Ramona. I don't know her last name, but they're getting together and making a small investigative unit. Um, you know, uh, I really like Dr. Horton's uh, mentality that, you know, the police are basically uh, on strike. You know, they're not doing their job, so it is a state of national emergency where we have to really do our own investigations. Um, so they're coming at it from a really good angle. She has projections where, you know, we need to go ahead and end this program by 2017. I like that, that can-do attitude. Also, just one more quick announcement. Uh, Frank Allen's going to be having his uh, protest in Washington on uh, May 19th. Um, so I'm going to try and get there. I'm going to try. My car is messed up, but I'm going to try and maybe fly out there for that. Um, and I don't have his email or his information, um, but if you contact me by VulcanWolverine at gmail.com, I can give you that info, and you can get in touch with Frank and see if there's anything that you can do or, you know, let him know that you want to go uh, to that protest uh, May 19th. All right, guys, that was it. And Corinne, you can, I mean, if you want to, if, if you have some more stuff to say, you're more than welcome to talk. I just when when I'm around my condo, I get patrolled, and um, it was it's kind of pri it's it's like because the thing the thing that you're doing, Corinne, is you're taking the moral high road, um, and that's really good. You know, you're just doing your work. You're not paying attention to it. The thing that I fear with the people who do this, uh, the moral high road means nothing to them. Like they see that as this person's gonna take it. Like they're 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 you know not going to stand up to us even though you're doing something that all TIs need to do. We need to take the moral high road. We need to go and just do our work and not be involved in the craziness. Um, but I think that what what we kind of need to work on, and it's really worked for me, um, just being being like puffing my chest out. The guy was gang stalking me. He was walking by me, and I was like, "Hey, sir, how are you doing today?" And, you know, I said it loud, but I, I said it respectfully, um, kind of as if to, to say I haven't done anything. Um, these people will see good acts like, um, you know, like, like ignoring them and just going about your business. They may see those in a completely different light because they're psychopaths. Um, they may see that as like a sign, uh, uh, like a person not trying to get involved with the craziness as some kind of sign that they can walk all over you. Um, that's a, it, it, it's hard to know how these people think because we're actually good people. Um, and it, it really is. It, it, it kind of starts to suck, uh, seeing life through their eyes where they could hurt anybody, you know, hurt anybody just to make a little bit of money. Um, but if you do show them, if you're just like, I'm a normal person, uh, what's up? Why are you doing this? Um, or especially, you know, when I get those shirts and I start walking around, um, I think we're so close to a lot of this information coming out. With Vault 7, you're going to have the, the majority of the, the American public knowing, knowing, not, not conspiracy theory, but knowing that cameras can be turned on for uh, smart TVs, tablets, computers, smartphones, 
Um, and then that gets us into, okay, if they're watching us, uh, what else are they doing to us? So, um, and then, you know, Donald Trump, uh, being, um, you know, being surveilled by, by, uh, Obama, um, I think it's true, um, but he's being treated kind of like a target individual. The mainstream media is asking him to, you know, provide evidence. Well, you need to give evidence that that's happening because we don't see anything, you know. Uh, it reminds me of how we're treated a lot. Um, people are coming up with a lot of different ways to get to get new evidence. Um, today I was looking through uh, YouTube. So many new TIs are just coming out and speaking about this. So it's a saturation. Um, and uh, Dane Wigington said that for uh, our cause to really be heard and for people to start really, really helping us, um, it would take about 12% of the population really knowing about it and really getting in to help. Um, I think we're we're so close to that or above that um, that pretty soon we will start seeing, you know, these contractors back off. Um, and the class action suits that are going on. Uh, Spencer Carter is doing a class action suit, which I'm going to get involved in, which I'm, I'm, I always put his website out on my videos, um, biggerthansnowden.com. He has the the biggest whistleblowers, and he's doing the class action suit built up, I think, for uh, later this year. Um, also, I think Dawn was going to try and put one together based on her case. Um, you know, so. But if anybody has anything to talk about, like, you know, this is a grab bag call. So I do. Just, yeah, go ahead, Jackie. So I um, something that I had been thinking about lately was the likelihood i know that um the popular school of thought is the department of defense and government contractors but i had actually been wondering about uh foreign governments doing this to people because i've heard stories of um i heard a story of a man who had put three chinese spies in prison and then bam he was a target all of a sudden he got he was living in america an american citizen targeted by china for putting uh three spies in jail so I wonder what the extent of what is happening to us and if uh, we're actually not just being hit by our own government or defense contractors, but foreign governments as well. Yeah, that's an interesting theory. Um, you know, I think if we were being hit by foreign governments, um, our government would be acting a lot faster. Um, you know, we'd be able to get police to help us a lot more. Um, you know, there's a lot of complicity within our own system. So you've got, you know, it's got to, it's got to be us. You know, I think that if you go to another country though, um, I think they will actually enlist the aid of, of foreigners, uh, to participate in your gang stalking. Um, and, you know, uh, you do have a point. Some foreign nationals are probably being recruited within our country to harass us. Um, but I, I, I do, uh, you know, I've researched this a long time, and I'm very, very sure that what it is is it's basically the privatization, the private sector coming in and starting to police and use, the, use these technologies and say that they're, you know, they're working with DHS, and whenever... You know, uh, there's a privatization of something like the police force. Um, you just get complete corruption. It goes so far out of whack. Um, you know, so, I mean, in some cases, you, you could be right. Um, but the, the deal is that 
um, you know, our country would be a lot more, uh, they'd be ready to, to kind of tackle that. You know, when you talk to the FBI and you're like, hey, I'm getting attacked with directed energy weapons, um, and they tell you to just call the sheriff's department. If it was, uh, you know, foreign nations experimenting on us, the FBI would probably be a lot more likely to look into it um, instead of just saying, hey, call your call your local sheriff's department, you know. Um, in some cases, though, I mean, I can't rule that out. I just, I, I think in the majority of cases, it is, um, you know, private contractors from the DOD. It's like businesses like Raytheon and the people who make these weapons, they've teamed up with the DOD and then they kind of get it far enough away from them where it's, uh, you know, private investigation firms. And then so many, there's like 7,000 of these private contractors um, that have popped up all over America with names like Arcanus, um, Aris Corporation. You know, they even have advertisements um, advertising a lot of their technology um, so, I mean, I, I, I came to the conclusion pretty early on that it couldn't just be just our government. It couldn't just be the DOD because the DOD wouldn't just hand out weapons to ex-military um, straight from them. You know, they would, because I watched my mom and she did her 501c3. Now, she did a, a good business, right? So it was a 501c3 to help um, to help charities. She made it her own business, and then she would contract out to charities, right? She had, uh, you know, a, a cancer charity that she worked for, and then um, now she's, she's worked for the, uh, a chamber of commerce in a certain state. Um, you know, so she holds the name of her company, and then she contracts out to charities. So you look at the, the real business world where people are doing good things, and this is how they're doing it. You know, uh, they're finding these loopholes where they can take on more contracts. Um, and, and that's what would be happening. There would be these these private contractors popping up to work for, like, DOD research and things like that because um, they could be separated. They're third-party, third-party, uh, you know, a third-party group that could be separated if any trouble or, the, or people were caught in this, they would take the fall, you know. Um, but, I mean, that, that is that is something that could be going on. I'm not going to rule it out in every situation. Um, I just think in those situations, if you were being uh, attacked by, like, some kind of foreign entity, um, that you'd get a lot more help from the FBI um, and police, you know, because they wouldn't have you on record as being gang-stalked. Um, also, your gang-stalking would probably be a lot different because if it's a foreign country doing this to you they wouldn't be able to recruit american citizens they wouldn't be able to get sheriffs like community watches to go around and lie about you and stuff like that it has to be an infrastructure um it has to be a system where they can use the system already in place they can use cops already in place they can use the sheriff's department already in place community watch organizations dhs fusion centers um, I just don't think, uh, you know, foreign, uh, like, uh, uh, you know, foreign attackers would be able to get with DHS fusion centers to harass you. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, it is a theory. What makes you, what, what makes you think it, it might be something like that, Jackie? 
Um, what, just because, well, I heard, I heard that story of another TI, and this is hearsay at this point. Like this is like somebody else told me this story. So it's just completely hearsay, but it put a bug mm. in my head and it just got me thinking about, um, because Kyle, you know, very much, I am very, uh, much of the opinion that all of this is private, including the government, like the government is a private corporation. Um, all the defense contractors are private corporations. Um, and uh, it just got me thinking about the involvement of other governments that like, I know, for instance, China owns a lot of our debt. Uh, the Federal Reserve owns a lot of our debt. Um, <clears throat> I know Israel has a big hand in uh, United States foreign policy as well. So it just kind of got me thinking about how, how it's all connected. <laughs> that's all. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, I'm, I mean, I'm that, a big that's... picture. I'm yeah. a big picture kind of gal. I try to connect the dots and see the bigger picture. So, like you would say, since since we're kind of uh, maybe sold for some of that debt to China, exactly. that we would be the property of China for them to exactly. be able to experiment on. Or, or that, to be able a... to put to be yeah to be able to make somebody a target because he put three Chinese spies in jail because China's a shareholder uh, in the corporation of the United States that gives them the authority to do it. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know if they they could get away with something like that. I mean, I think our, I think they do it to enough of their own citizens, you know. I was just I was just about to say they're they're way too busy killing know, their own citizens. Yeah. yeah killing exactly. killing Christians and uh, you know, gang stalking their own people. Yeah, um Yeah, very unfortunately, but I mean that that's it's it's always something to look into. I I do uh sometimes worry about you know, we do bring in a lot of refugees, and these refugees would come here, see gang stalking, and sign up immediately, you know, thinking this is just the way things are done here, um, that, you, you know, you're mic- we're all microwaving each other. Um, so I think that a lot of times, um, you know, foreign people from, you know, Mexico or some of the refugees maybe from, from Syria or Pakistan or anything like that, they would be maybe involved in this so that it could take the heat off of them, you know. So if they got into, because I've, cause I've been, I've had a lot of vehicular stalk, stalking from Muslims, uh, where it's like um, you can just tell they're Muslims because they wear burqas and everything like that. And I think for those people, they're so scared that it's going to happen to them that they kind of want to get into the system so it's not done to them. Um you know, because this is a fear-based system where, you know, where everybody's kind of scared that it's going to get turned on them. So they might as well be on the right side. Um, and I say that in quotation marks because I don't see a right side in this. Um, I see we all lose and, and these people, even even if they did kill us all, which isn't going to happen, um, you know, we're innocent people who will not murder our neighbors. They're people who will torture and lie and murder their neighbors. So they're going next, you know. Um, if if they did put us all away, they would be the next wave of people being targeted, um, you know, by our oligarchy. Can't rule anything out. We're not on the other side of it. Um, so, I mean, it's not like I'm, I'm dismissing what you said. Um, you know, because all yeah, of our puzzle yeah. pieces fit together. Yeah, it could be anything. God only knows. Mm-hmm. What, is, what does everybody else think, big picture-wise? 
Like, hey, what? Okay, uh, I've got a question. Me? Yeah, I can hear. Is this Adrian? Yeah, I was just trying to figure out if I was on or muted or not muted. I agree totally with you. I think it's subcontractors and the government didn't want any part of it, so they backed out of it so they wouldn't get sued. But the subcontractors, there's so many of them that that's what we're fighting right now is the multitude of criminals. Yeah, yeah. And it get, it's like now because it's been incorporated, it's it's like policing yeah i guess you put policing in quotation marks and actual testing of this technology all in one ball you know and then privatized it's the worst combination ever um yeah and and so like you know the the research is maybe funneling up to dod or darpa from all this mangling um is done by these thugs who really don't they don't really know the science of it you know, they don't know what they're doing, but they're they're just sending all this data up upstream. Uh, but they're they're separated enough from from our our government and from the DoD, which is, I mean, it should be our government. I understand what you're saying, Jackie, that like really everything is privatized um, underneath the surface. But from what the American people know, you know, our DoD answers to us. Our government answers to us. They're protecting us. Um, so it, so it shouldn't be this way, you know. But they're not protecting us. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The irony of the situation is I'm not being protected. I'm being taken out. <laughs> like, I've yeah. done nothing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, so, like, WTF. <laughs> yeah. WTF, we just got to keep talking about it and, you know, um, going after these contractors and class action suits, getting evidence. Um, you know, I'm 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 pretty sure there are people, you know, on a lower level in these alphabet agencies like FBI, police. There are good guys in those agencies in the sheriff department, NSA, who are watching all this happen, and they're waiting. They're waiting for their chance um, to stop this. You know, to maybe come out and talk about it and talk about what happened so they can end it. But it's a fear-based system, so nobody wants to be the first. You know, nobody wants to come out because the people who do come out, you know, get targeted, like Karen Stewart. Um, you know, but we've just got to keep talking about it, get, keep making our little groups, doing our own investigations, finding better evidence, defending, you know, especially making the people who gang stalk aware of what's happening, of what they're involved in. Um, and trying to get just take away resources from uh, from these contractors because they've got with ignorance and compartmentalization they've just got you know infinite resources. But if we can take away the ignorance and take away some of their gang stalkers and just start taking away resources, then it won't be financially feasible. They won't be able to get away with whatever they want to do. Um, we'll be able to get some evidence like maybe some video footage of. You know the laser, the laser guided electromagnetic frequencies, or um, uh, what's it called, Ther- thermal imaging that they're using. Um, start bringing it. You know, people are already doing that. I mean, there's so many court cases out there right now. I mean, we're headed that way. It's just, uh, it's just taking a long time. You know. 
And I think you guys are right when you start talking about the private contractors. That's the money train. The money comes from the DOD into the fusion centers, into the InfraGuard. It's those private contractors, though, that organize the stocking and or whatever else they're doing. That's where the money goes, you know, and they want that money. They want there's big money in it. And all those private contractors, they want that money. And they're not going to stop this because they want the money, right? Mm-hmm. Right, and, and they, you know, they can hire. They can hire anybody, and you know, if they want to hire a thug, or like that lady was talking about her um, her niece who was she thought was experiencing this. If they want to hire somebody that's a, a pedophile or somebody that's a sex offender, they can do it. The government's not going to do that. You know, they can hire any kind of crap they want to and get away with it because this is so um, covert. And they can hire the locksmiths that break into your house. And they oh, can yeah. hire people who try to poison us. You know, they hire all, there's just so much money coming down for these people to keep harassing us. But I, I too, believe that, you know, like Kyle's saying, like we're making progress. There's more people on the calls. There's calls every night. We're getting the word out. You know, hopefully there'll be a break for us. But I guess I just, something I don't understand is how, how is somebody making money off of doing this to me? Like, I don't, I guess I just don't understand the point. Like, I mean, being pushed out of my job means I'm not paying taxes anymore, meaning I'm out of the economy, like not contributing. I just, it doesn't make sense to me, like what the financial incentive is to do this to citizens. Well, see, they're making money on their side. Like um, they're spending a lot of money with the gang stalkers, but they're the people on the microwave equipment or electronic harassment or maybe putting the Morgellon stuff in your house. They're being paid to research to 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 like to play around with all that equipment. Um, they're getting contractors contractual money um, to have that equipment and to be doing this to an American. So they're making tons of money, and then they see it as like they're uh, giving people in the community money, um, like very low class unemployed people. Um, to harass you or gang stalk you, so so there is a lot of money flow. Like Dawn said that um, you know they they initially started the DHS fusion centers to catch terrorism, um, but they couldn't find any. Like there were like seven thousand five hundred reported cases, or maybe it was a lot more than that, maybe, and they not one had caught any terrorism. So they had this infrastructure right. And they were like, what do we do with this infrastructure? There are a bunch of people's jobs that depend on this. So they came up with a new system for making uh, Americans enemies of the state. And then they can, you know, contract out and give out the equipment and, you know, hand out money in the community to, to harass you. And it's a, it's a huge money flow. I mean, a uh, huge money flow. Um, you're not you're not producing like I mean I I was going to be the executive director of Dream Day Foundation like a a person that wrote grants for St Jude like helping my family not on dis now I'm on disability so I'm taking money from the government 
I have to go to psychiatrist appointments to get medicine. Like I'm a kind of a burden on my family and a burden on the on the government because they're doing this to me. But nobody sees that whole picture. They're not like, wow, you're taking this person that can be productive and you're making them unproductive and actually have to have to get assistance from the government while you're taking more money from taxpayers, you know, to do all this stuff um, because they're only seeing their section. They're selfish, right? So they're seeing in their section they're making tons of money even though, you know, they're taking a lot of money from taxpayers. Um, you know, they're handing out a lot of money to people who, who could never get jobs unless they were doing this. Um, so from their point of view, they're making money for people. It's just not the right people. You know, what it really is, what it really boils down to is they're taking the dregs of society, the murderers, the, the unemployed, the, the people who don't want to go get jobs, and they're elevating them and giving them a bunch of money uh, for murder vacations, basically. And then they're taking people like you and me and Adrian and Anne and they're um and you know, they're they're uh making us isolated so we can't go to work, you know, or if we do go to work it's it's very hard, we struggle. Um it's a it's it's a transference of energy and resources to the I worst parts of, the, of our society. And one of the things they try to do is they want you on disability because if you go to court and you you find you know and you if you don't have the proof you have if you you go to court then they can always say well look at this person you can t- you know that person doesn't have a lot of credibility he's he or she is mentally ill or has some type of mental illness so they lock you into that so it's difficult for you to fight i was lucky i worked and i've retired but there's a lot of people that can't work, and I don't know how I did it, to be honest. And But they did take my job, and they went into my house. I had a foreclosure. Um, they did all kinds of things. Like the lady was saying, she found some underwear under her bed that didn't belong to her. Well, somebody actually had made love in my bed and uh-huh. <clears throat> in the house that was foreclosed, on, and the sheets were all torn up. They broke dishes. They just did a few things that when they came in, but by the you know being living alone though that just freaks you out because somebody's coming in the door wasn't broken into they were coming in through a laundry window, and they were using kids to get in the house so they'll do anything to make you nuts or make you think you are nuts. I hate to say nuts, but mentally unbalanced I guess is a better way of putting it. So that's what their aim is. They they want you just no money, so you can't fight them. Yeah, and I also think about that a lot, Adrian. How like um, the people who stalk me in my condo? It's like I've been tortured for you know decades, like two decades, basically seven years with me knowing, but really about two decades. And you know, I'm isolated. I don't do much. You know, I'm I'm kind of just trying to survive. Um, and so they get the people to harass you too more because hey, you look like somebody who doesn't have a job. You're not doing anything. You know, you're not useful or whatever. So it's that same kind of thinking. They they stick you in this hole. They torture you. And then they show everybody, look, this, look he's on unemployment. You know, he's not doing anything. But they've caused it. You right, know. Right. Um, yeah, I really think about that a lot. I'm like, all the torture y'all had to 
to, uh, you know, bestow upon me to get me out of work because it took years for me to, to just say I can't work anymore. It's too painful. Um, and then what people around here see who just jump in, you know, they're just, they're new. They're new gang stalkers because I moved by them and they're like, wow, that guy, he doesn't, he doesn't work. You know, these people must be right in what they're doing, harassing him. Let's get him out of it. Let's get him out of this area. You know, he's a ne'er-do-well, you know. Yeah, and I think um, it's getting more pronounced. They're getting more vicious, like with you and with that other lady that said that she's lost her job. It's Mm -hmm. getting more vicious the closer we're getting to getting this out publicly because they don't know how to stop it, and the way to stop it is just to keep hitting us and hitting us and hitting us and trying to make us break some way, which we can't do, you know. To discredit us or to to give us a cancer, or to, uh, you know, my V2K oftentimes says this is a big one, big theme for them. Uh, let's put him somewhere. We need to put him somewhere. So, um, you know, if they put me somewhere, then it's like they have they have less liability. The the you know, I I think that my attackers realize because they watch all the awareness coming out, and I keep telling them, like, this is going to come out. This isn't like UFOs or anything like that. This is in our communities. It's coming out. It's coming out soon. And I think they realize that, but they don't care. They just, they don't want to be implicated. Like, they don't want this little one situation. They want to be able to dismantle me, uh, discredit me, and then walk off. And then whatever happens to the program happens to the program. But they won't be implicated. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. Terrible. It's just unthinkable that that even even in a business like structure where things get away from people, that there are people without a moral compass. You know, that uh, that they just won't do the right thing. I mean, that you know, it, on my V2K and it may be dialogue. You know, the guys on there, or guy, you know, because it sounds like one guy, but it's probably shifts of guys. You know, he's like, I've got, I've got to do this. You know, so he doesn't say that there's so much money involved in it, but he's like, I've got to do this. You know, I think at this point, he, it's not that he doesn't even really have anything personal against me. He's done way more to me, um, and I've done nothing to him. You know, but he just, you know, people are learning to see other people as commodities. As you know, you can do a bunch of bad stuff to this person and get a bunch of money, and that's what they're worth. You know. Human resources. Yeah. Yeah, we're literally like human resources. We're cattle. Right. Like the the money we can make, um, our even our energy, you know, even our energy is being kind of uh, bought and sold on a on a black market nowadays. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I've I've said since I found out what I am that this is human trafficking, and I mean, they've got so much stuff that goes on with this. And there's so many people in the higher-ups that do have, uh, you know, like that, I mean, hate to use his name on this phone, but that wiener guy, you know, the one that was publicly showing himself and all that. Who knows how far this goes up, and who knows who could be the sex offenders, seriously, Mm -hmm. because of the experiences that we have to go through, um, it makes you wonder who in our government or who in these subcontractors would allow um, sex offenders loose on other people. 
but they do. I mean, we've we've seen it in our own government. I mean, I've even seen it when I worked for DCF and the sheriff's deputy. He adopted two little girls from uh, DCF. Well, he was ended up arrest being arrested for um, uh, sexually abusing these kids. So I mean, it doesn't matter what you do or who you are, if you're mentally ill like that, you don't care what you do as long as you get your kicks. And that's mm-hmm. kind of where I think some of us are. You brought up a very good point. I was thinking about the remote ne- neural manipulation and the um, the sex aspect of it. And I'm right. wondering if there's like somebody on the other side getting kicks being inside somebody else's head, putting in like dirty fantasies and like if this is just like a business. That well, it's I like, hey, are, you know, we have, we've got are. this. Yeah. And I think that's why we're being human trafficked. Uh, I mean, I hate, I, when I first came out, I've been like this for almost 30 years. And at first I, didn't, I just went literally insane for about a year or two because I didn't know what was going on. And then I finally adjusted to my life. And then about three or four years ago, I found us. I didn't know what was going on, and there was a lot of sexual stuff connected to this, not by me, but by them. And so I really think, and I know this is scary and people don't like hearing it, but I think eventually we're going to hear this. You know they have the virtual reality sex programs that they have developed, and it came, they came out maybe about 10 or 15 years ago. I think some of us are hooked up to porn sites that the government, you know, when the government threw up its hand and said we can't deal with this um, because the subcontractors have gotten it out and it's run away with some really bad people and the government got out of it and gave it to the subcontractors, I think that's part of where this has gone. And I agree with you. This is like this is like Project Monarch. Do you know about like MK Ultra and the sex slaves and Project Monarch? This is like Project Monarch 10.0. Like, I agree with you. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, like I was hooked up to some, like, virtual reality porn site. They don't want it coming out because they're going to say, well, the government originally had this under control and they gave it to subcontractors, and now we have human trafficking and child pornography because with mine, I get the remote neural monitoring also and V2K. They see what I see. So when I change my granddaughter's diaper, what do they see? They see my little naked granddaughter, and they get kicks out of that. That's sick. And this is like a live feed for them. You remember when live feeds were just so the end thing, all these women were putting cameras up in their houses and taking showers and all that stuff? No, they're extremely uh, pedophilia and perverted. I had thought that today when I saw Carly Dutton. And I knew she was severely targeted and now diagnosed with cancer at 27 years old. And I said, how much radiation was she exposed to before she got cancer? And now raising her daughter, um, they're watching her, they're watching her daughter, they're stalking her, they're stalking the daughter. Um, She's two years old. And this is what they're doing. They're so perverted and so sadistic and so disgusting. I agree with you 100%. Well, Corinne, thank you for my wine thing. 
Oh, you're so welcome, Adrienne. You're so welcome. I, I wish that I could have got you a bottle of wine with it, but I got the decanter and the wine glasses for you. For well, I do, spring. and I think, I think that's why, you know, it's, everybody doesn't want it coming out is because how it's gone. It's gone so downhill. It was a weapon originally. Absolutely. But Absolutely. now we're on porn sites. I mean, because oh. the, the thermal imaging, uh, I know I'm not having orgasms, but somebody, no. somebody no, I, attached to me, they try to have them. I just yeah, I, I agree. These are um, children. I noticed that they use children to solicit and subject the abuse. And I had spoke directly with a lawyer, and he said, you know, you can get so-and-so on CPS. Um, you have enough recordings and enough evidence that you can show CPS this is what she's doing in front of her grandson. And vice versa. If they're doing that to their children, they're also stalking the children that I'm with. I'm sitting here with my godson just trying to have a slice of pizza or go to the park or go to the beach and they're stalking and harassing me, therefore they're stalking and harassing him. So they're preferred and uh, pedophilia as well. I, I agree with you. Yeah, um, that's why these I, are these are scumbags. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's a male or a female. If they're friends, t- if they're together, they're scumbags. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. what, what one person had said a long time ago, they said... Uh, Having no class is having none at all. They they don't have any class. They have no dignity, no character. They've lost all all moral and ethical objectives. There's nothing. There's nothing left. Uh, they're the walking dead, as I see it. And they just go around and they do this to people. And then they go home and they pat their kid on the back or they go to church or many of them are loners, drug addicts, have rap sheets. Um, They are mentally ill and it's obvious. Or they are parents with kids that allow their kids to do the dirty work for them. That's pedophilia in itself. You're, You're allowing to stalk me while I'm with my godson, which means right. you're stalking him. And you know, stalkers. And, I've, I've read the mental, some of the mental information on stalkers. And if you've got a stalker or a peeping tom, or which I had a peeping tom, I didn't know it was my neighbor, but, but at the time I just thought he was a pain in the ass. Um, <laughs> they're known for escalating their crime to include murder. Yeah, no, I I agree. I mean, I I I can't tell you. I had gone through with Kyle, and I won't repeat it, but I had spoken about what I went through with work. Um, I heard that. I thought that was awful. Oh. And um, I dealt with that every day, and I got paid, and and that's what they said to me at the end, which was, you know, I I know who I am. I know how I acted, and I know what I did for the company. And I could walk out and get paid and go ahead with my life. 
But they needed to say that, you know, and it, it's sad. And it's sick because they were lawyers, by the way, that said that. So it just, uh, you know, it's it's unbelievable how far it has gone in 2017 without anyone questioning or scratching their head and saying, this is wrong. I mean, this is what people did in the 1930s. This is really wrong. Hey, I have a comment. Um, it's Patty. Hi, everyone. Hey, Hi, Patty. Hey, Patty. Um, I, I um, have a comment about what happened with uh, uh, some things that were in Alex Jones' video concerning Trump. I heard you talking about that, Kyle. And um, anyways, there was a guy who, was he ex-CIA or, or something that linked into the intelligence community? And he was saying that there's this gang of people that pretty much have all of the government on this lockdown, okay, criminals. And what they've done is uh, listened and surveillance them Uh, He used an example like, hey, you have a honeypot. I don't know. That must be a term in Washington. I don't know what a honeypot is, but you have this honeypot. And you basically... um, A honeypot is bait. I've been honeypotted twice. It's when they send you a love interest and they bait you that way in order to traumatize you. Oh, okay. Well, he was saying that these criminals do these honeypot setups with the... Um, people in Washington and people, anybody who has power, okay? And what they do is maybe the gal is, you know, um, you know, 17 or whatever, and they don't know it or they don't check it out or whatever, okay? But they set them up, and then they have that on them so that they own, they own them, you know, their whole lives, their careers, their family, everyone. Now, he was saying that it used to be, you know, just um, having, uh, you know, like one affair on them or, or something like that, but that it's gotten so bad that, you know, that they have these people held captive. And this is, and when I was listening, I thought to myself, you know, this sounds like the same thing these game stalkers are doing. Same tactics, same everything. You know, only, of course, we, they're, the thing of it is is they try to set us up, but um, a lot of us they haven't been successful with. But the surveillance never ends. So they're continuously hoping they're going to make a mistake, you know. And so whenever you were talking about that, I was thinking about how, you know, this this, this criminal element is, is uh, holding, locking down a lot of people. And I'm not saying that you know, sleeping with someone when you're married or whatever, or someone who, um, you know, is a year younger or whatever the story was he was referring to is a good thing, okay? I'm not saying that. I'm saying that it's wrong when politicians are being held captive and they can't do the right thing and they're actually um, being held captive by criminal criminals who probably ask for favors, they do what they want, and it kind of makes me feel like this is 
our situation. Why? Because we don't know what they have on the police or what they have on people that make them, everybody so silent. Nobody can, can do anything. I mean, you know, and then now um, they're trying to work that same game on Trump. You know, they're trying to work the same game. And somehow they're saying, like, the CIA is involved in it. I don't know if it's ex-CIA, but, see, we also know that in our case it's, it's ex-intelligence uh, community people as well. It's because, you know, it's been proven in a lot of our cases that there's contractors involved, military contractors that have high-up clearances and other people. So it is the same tactic. So I agree with you, Kyle, that a lot of this stuff that's coming out, um, you know, that this lockdown, that could have a lot to do with why everybody's so silent. Nobody can seem to help us and, and uh, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it makes sense to me. Any thoughts on that? Well, I, I have one big one. You, you think about all these fraternal organizations that first responders and police, um, you know, uh, get involved with, and who knows what they're up to, you know, and then these policemen are going out, and then they're dealing with this and told to keep quiet, and they've, they've got ties to fraternal organizations mixed up and getting grants, you know, to do this stuff. So it's it's like a just a huge conflict of interest and and who's doing this and and what everybody belongs to you know and if if somebody's like i'm not going to name a certain uh fraternal organization but you know if they do something weird in there and then you got a policeman who's in there and and uh you know he knows about this stuff he could help but he's told you know hey you you tell anybody about this stuff um, we're going to tell your family what you what you do on yeah, the weekend. Yeah, yeah. You have a you have a little girl on you have a girl on the side or something. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And even or if you watch you know huh? you watch child porn because I mean there was a guy at DCF here in Florida in Orlando the main office. What they find on his machine child porn and he worked for the Department of Children and Families. So I <sighs> mean. Uh, that is a good way of uh, well, blackmailing. Blackmail, yeah, but the somebody. other side of this, the other side of this is, we don't know how much of it's real because we know how. Like, I'll give you an example. My son accidentally come across something on the computer that had about four different days splashed in together. I think I sent some of the people that were on my call. I heard this. Like, I was. <laughs> The cat, the dog was had was um, doing something, and I said, "Hey, that's it!" And then they splashed in there, or or um, you know, cut it in on that tape. The um, kid saying something different, and when it was all said and done, it sounded like something was going on that really wasn't okay. And so, Dustin, my son, said, "Mom, you know, there's." Um, several different uh, days put together on this. Did you do this? I said, no, I didn't. Somehow they accidentally streamed it on my son's stream and it got recorded. We still have it. But it was all these different days. So the other thought is they may not even, in a lot of cases, even be guilty. They could actually take a situation and change it entirely. Like maybe they met with somebody and had a drink or whatever. Nothing actually happened. But, you know, they have a little thing that they do with all this technology. 
And I know that a lot of our slander is based that way too. So this, this crime goes very deep. I mean, they don't actually have to be pedophiles. They don't actually have to even have to have uh, child pornography on the computer. If they want to get someone, they could put that on the computer and then leave the tip. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, to me, <laughs> I would be more likely to think that if somebody was caught that easily, that that was planted. Because honestly, you know, it just that's just my feeling. I, I just see the way these people work. I mean, there's no, nobody has to be guilty of anything to have them make you look guilty. And so, I mean, if they want to bring you down, they're going to bring you down. Oh, yeah, they will lie and have and make their lie so convincing yeah. that yeah. Uh, they will convince anybody that really doesn't know you. And well, the thing of it is, is like Kyle was saying, though, is that their day is about done because the tactics, see, when this was successful was before we really knew what was happening. Right. You know, I mean, like, whenever I was, we were in the house and we had these weird things happening. It was it was kind of freaky. Okay, you go down, you go to wash something in the clothes, in the washer in the basement, and a big, huge pallet, uh, uh, bird-like foot comes out and scratches, literally leaves a scratch on your foot with draws blood, okay? All right? So you run, I run upstairs and I show my kids, and they're like, Mom, come on, there can't be a bird. I said, listen, this is what happened. And then we go down, and um, and there's scratch marks. You could see the scratch marks that were left in the soap. There was some soap that had been spilt right there, and there were big, huge scratch marks. So then something grabs my son. Well, when you think about all this, um, you know, how it, how it all could work, it's all technology. We all know they could cut you with a laser and do all this stuff. Everything was pieced together to to have this little scenario to make us think that, you know, something had happened, right? And, you know, then you're afraid to go in the basement and what's in the basement and you got something in the basement. And then the next day um, there was a dead uh, bird, black bird in my, um, in my yard. Now, it didn't work on us the way they wanted it to because we actually laughed, okay? We didn't take it real hard or freak out. <laughs> We just thought it was funny that something really weird happened, and we went about our business, okay? But I, do, I can tell you, though, that I did look under the washer for a while. <laughs> you know, I don't like that whatever's under that washer. It's kind of like those shows when something comes out from under the bed, you know? <laughs> so but, can, I, can I speak to that for a second? Uh-huh. I have a very similar story. Um, so I... Um, <laughs> I have a hard time too, like when stuff like that happens, discerning like what's real and what's a psyop because uh, a lot of people that have um, Morgellon syndrome uh, report seeing like bugs and insects, like fully live insects crawling, like coming out of their body. Mm -hmm. And so I was like freaking out a little bit. Like I was like, oh my God, I don't want insects coming out of my body. And I would just have these really like horrific visions of like my stomach bursting open and like all of these like moths flying out. Um, And so I have been seeing like moths lately flying around my room. And the other day I had to take a nap. And when I woke up, there was like a dead moth like under me. And I'm like, oh my God, 
what's going on? Like, is it like, are they coming out of me or are they like being put there to like fuck with me? And it's, well, they're it's really putting, freaky they're shit. Putting, yeah, they're probably putting them there because they did stuff like that. Like one time all of a sudden we had a ton of spiders in the house for no known reason. I mean, we're not talking a normal amount of spiders. And these things were freaky looking spiders, you know? And this was before I knew what was happening. No, they do stuff like that. I mean, they do it. I mean, it's not that hard. They, they, you can access bad bugs or any kind of bugs and buy them and set them in there and they nest, you know, and you don't mm-hmm. even know it. And then one day, all of a sudden, you've got all these bugs, you know. But yeah, it was like it was like right under me. And then there was one night where I heard like a buzzing, like a little buzzing inside my ear when I had headphones on, and I'm like, oh god, <laughs> please don't have. <laughs> Crawling out of my body. <laughs> That's like biblical <laughs> shit right there. <laughs> uh, but I guess what I'm trying to say is that, you know, they can stage all. But that, that, back when that kind of stuff was happening, when they were able to get away with it, it was deceptive. But now we know this is happening to us. So when these freaky things happening are happening, we think, okay, is it a hologram? Is that a frequency? Is somebody sitting with a, a weapon? You know, we think like this now because it's been exposed. So my, I think the power is taken away from this crime. And even against, uh, away from the stalker's words, the power is taken away when we know what they're doing, you know? You know, yeah, like, when right we, there. yeah, before when I had the street theater going on, I was pretty crushed. And I'm going to tell you why I was crushed. And I think the sad thing, the thing I think about the most is those poor people out there that they're doing this, these skits and all this crap too that don't know yet. And it's yeah. very, very hard to know that, that, you know. And they may mm-hmm. never, some people don't know. They think they're developing natural illnesses. and Which is so absurd because the fact that they give B2K. See, this is the thing that I agree with you with, Patty is that we learned earlier on what we were getting before we got it. And B2K is something that a lot of people didn't read up on or research, and now they're going through all this and probably going into The street theater was heartbreaking to me because I'm a people people person, okay? Uh I enjoy... And I was the kind of person before this uh, crime amped up because I was a victim a long time, but it wasn't as amped up as it has been the last five years. Right, right. Well, actually, since it's going on like seven years since they amped it up because I was 49 when it got real heavy stalking. But like I'm going to and order a coffee. I'd have Mm -hmm. friendly chat there with the people. Mm -hmm. And people always liked me. I never had any problems. And... You know, I was kind of picky about stuff. I had my weird ways. Don't get me wrong. You know, if there was uh, something that wasn't was supposed to be on sale that wasn't marked, I'd say, look, I want the sale price. You know, I was always like that. But I wasn't, you know, mean about it. Well, when the street theater started happening, mm-hmm. um, everywhere I went, there was these little disruptions of right. um, people doing things to publicly, inv- most of it's publicly embarrassed embarrassing me like I was in a Walmart line and there was a lady lady who was phone asking questions about her phone and 
look, they were looking at their phone. Well, this was the lady who was at the customer service was a perpetrator. And because, first of all, nobody's going to work on a phone when there's electronic department. And they do that kind of stuff when you're in line, you know, just to make you wait, wait, wait. Right. And right. everything's real quiet, right? But I spoke up. And I said, excuse me, I said, is there, I said, does she um, need help in electronics? Um, because they're really good back there. I tried to put in my two cents in a nice way, like, hey, we're all waiting. Well, the perpetrators hate when you speak up to them, you know, like this. And I said it very nicely. I didn't say it mean anything. It's just that we had been standing there for a very long time. And then the lady yelled at me and said, it's not a phone issue. And I said, oh, okay, I thought it was a phone. I'm sorry. And they really do have really nice people in that electronics department, so I wasn't saying that to be mean. I thought that that lady didn't know what was going on. They would back there. Mm-hmm. Then, um, and then I'm thinking to myself, well, you know you shouldn't speak up because of the situation because they're going to say something. But then I was standing there talking to my friend, and all of a sudden she yells across the room at me again saying, I told you. And don't be talking to anyone in the line about this. I already told you. Real loud. Now, this is yelling. This is the lady who works from Walmart at customer service yelling at me. What happened was my girlfriend that I hadn't seen in a lot of years, that her kids or friends with my kids came in and we were chit-chatting. And she looked at me and I looked at her and everybody looked around. Nobody had the guts. Now, if I had watched that, I would have spoke up. This is the kind of person I I am. Right. I would have said, right. I would have said, excuse me. Not even my girlfriend spoke up. I would have said, excuse me. Is there any reason you're yelling across here at this gal? Because I'm going to make sure your manager knows. That's the kind of person I am. Because that was terrible to shout at me like that. And here I was talking to uh, a friend. I, I wasn't saying anything about anybody there. Yeah, no, so, but I, that's, know. I know. That's street theater. So now the latest thing in the people that read in my group is that when I go in, they're declining my cards when I have the money in the, in the bank. And, uh, of course, you're left kind of helpless because you're going to pay. Oh, I, I read your story and I shared mine because I identified with it because it happened the same week. And Well, what it is is this has been going on for a while. I heard you. And it took yeah. me a while to catch on to it. You know, whenever... You know, you um, when a perfect when they start doing new things, um, and some of it's so bad that you don't even think with your own mind that this kind of stuff happens, right? And so I just I was it started with this one store where um, he would say, you know, your card's not going through, and I said, what well, has to? And I said, he said, it's not, and he had kind of a smirk on his face, so I knew he was doing something. The next time, and then I see that what was supposed to do, and of course. They always say it very loudly, and it makes it look like you don't have the money in the bank, and it's a big ruckus, okay? It's done in a way that to embarrass you, like you're using a card that's no good. And then I said, well, I know there's money in there. And so the next time I went in, I, he was in there, and I said, you know, I went right to the bank, and they said there was no problem in my account. He said, I don't know, with that weird look on his face, you know, like the perpetrator thing to try to make it look like it's me. So then um, it happens again. Well, both times I had alternative cards, but I don't always have an extra card, you know. And then I have to pull a checkbook out or, you know, and then uh, some places don't take checks. I don't have enough cash on me. 
So it's been going on. Well, finally, at Walmart one time, the girl did it to me. She said, it's not taking your card. And I seen the little receipt. debit, and she was putting it as a gift card. Yeah, she showed, well, she gave me the receipt, and it said gift card. And I said to her, this says gift card. This is a regular um, uh, credit debit. card. I said, why is it a, well, when they, whenever you put your, your thing through, they have an option to put stuff through. And right. whatever they're doing, right. they're pushing gift card. They're actually doing that. It's not the machine. And so, meanwhile, uh, when I asked her that, she completely ignored it. Now, if she was sincere, she would say, I don't know why this is coming up gift card. I got a supervisor or someone who said, look, this keeps coming up a gift card. Anyway, so I, I threw that receipt away. I should have saved it. And this kept happening. Well, this time I was at the um, another dollar store, completely different store, and it happened again. And the lady's going up. She kept saying, swatch your card, swatch your card. Huge long line. Everybody's getting antsy. Uh, then finally I, I paid on another card, and she pulled the receipt. I said, can I have that receipt, please? And I took it. I said, this is being run. I said, you're running this as a gift card. Once again, completely ignored me. So that now what I'm thinking is, you know, they have to teach these perpetrators. Like, this is all pattern. Everywhere she goes, make sure she can't use her own debit card, okay? Like we're in a, some kind of communist country, right? Mm-hmm. And there's no reason a regular debit credit card would ever ring as a, 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 you know, as a gift card everywhere, number one. Right. And number two, you know, these are different stores. They're not even, if, if it all happened at just maybe dollar, one particular dollar, I could say, okay, there's some glitch in their system with my bank. But to have it happen everywhere, well, this is what they've been doing. And there was at one time I had to leave my groceries and go to the bank and come back. I mean, that's a big would do to have your card declined. And um, so now I know what they're doing, and now I'm documenting it. And um, and I'm also taking pictures and keeping a record of any of the, the cashiers that do this. You know? Oh, yeah, always get the cashier's number and name. Yeah. And well, it location. shows on the receipt, too. So I'm gonna, but it took me a while to figure out what was happening. I, you know, and then the thing, I thought, well, was it one of my debit cards? But then when, the, when I realized it wasn't even a particular card, you know, or it wasn't a, you know, a credit. And at one time they did it, it was a regular credit card. It couldn't even have been a gift card or had any, it couldn't have come out of the account. Or it was just a regular Visa or a MasterCard. And I was like, what's going on? I can't, I couldn't use anything. So uh, I don't know, uh, I've had to readjust my budget, especially if you're going in with one credit card to use. That's mm-hmm. their idea. You know, we're going to stop mm-hmm. her from getting her groceries. Right, right. So, yes. anyways, I had to, that happened, and I took down the person's name, the cashier number. I wrote to the director of the company. Mm-hmm. I told them exactly what was done, what was mm-hmm. said, mm-hmm. and how I had to deal with that. Mm-hmm. And do you know that they gave me a gift card to come to their store? And wow. a gift card for my father to come to the store and use it any time. Wow. Why? Well, I, I know that's the thing. They, we have to, we have and they, to knew, they knew who that person now was 
and I'm sure that he or she was fired or reprimanded. Mm-hmm. But it was a group of two, one that didn't work there that was a gang stalker and one that was a female that was a gang stalker that worked there. Mm-hmm. And I told them exactly what was being said because they verbally abused me and my father when we were in the store. And I went right to the director, and I told him the story. I gave the cashier's number or name, and they gave us uh, gift certificates to use in their store. Well, sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. It depends on if the perpetrator, there's a perpetrator in upper management because one time I did report an incident, and the guy was probably a perpetrator. And this is before I knew about the crime. I didn't know what was happening. But I have to say, that's why I'm trying to say that out of all the things that they did before, you know, the street theater and that kind of stuff uh, bothered me the most. But now I just know what it is that's Mm -hmm. happening. But it Mm -hmm. is upsetting to go out and have people cause trouble for you for no known reason. You don't even know who they are. Absolutely. They don't know who you are. Um, they do this for money or kickbacks yeah. or gift cards. Um, they don't even look at you, know you, or care. They do it for all of the, what I mentioned. And yeah. the fact that they would sign up for that, to do that to somebody, shows that they have a mental illness because they're willing to harm an individual and feel good about it and feel important by doing so. Mm-hmm. But um, the, these are the people that they hire. They actually mind control them way more, way more. You're not mind controlled. The people that they target to do this on to you are the people that are mind controlled. When they say to you... They're nothing more than actors because I've watched them go in and the thing of it is, is that, you know, before I knew, even sometimes I have to be careful. They can catch me off guard. Yeah, they do. They do. Because they're good actors. They're really like actors. They're they're totally mind controlled. The fact that I'm going down on an elevator from work to go down on my lunch break and to have that many people in my elevator stalking and harassing me, I'm not the one that's doing anything bizarre. They're the ones that are going down on my elevator and do you need to be here at this time? Okay. Uh, Say this. Okay. Do it at this time. Okay. They're the ones mind-controlled. I never liked that word, mind-controlled. I never agreed with it, to be quite honest with you. Well, I felt there was, the people I that were stalking and harassing that, me were... So it can happen, but I agree with you that, uh, you know... Well, we've all seen it where somebody that we know is not a stalker and they suddenly have stalker-like behavior and then later that person will even kind of be shocked that they behave that way. Well, so um, I, I, you know, I, I never had that, to be quite honest with you, Patty. I never have. I, I've been pretty open and honest with my family yeah. uh, and my friends. Well, I I've don't walked. have any family members that are stalkers either, but I have had people that 
I don't know. There's some way that they can be influenced. Certain people more so than others. But I've had where my parents, like my my mom, will like I'll start talking about this, and she will literally like get a blank, glassy-eyed look on her face and like turn around and start walking the other way. And then like my parents will uh, call me. Like I'll wake up within the first five minutes, they'll both text me about something that's obsessing them. So, I mean, they can influence people's impulses, inject thoughts of remote neural manipulation to, to anybody around them. I agree. I agree. Yeah, one one uh one TI was saying how he was in a um he was in a Walmart or some some store uh getting ready to 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 go out to bring his groceries out and everybody there was like a, a whole swarm of people just came up but it didn't look as if they had acted it. It looked as if they all at the same time were like I'm ready to go. And they all got in line in front of him. But you have and to realize that the these people are sadistic ever. stalkers that are told to be there at that place at that time and Some. say yeah. those things. That could Some. that could have been a, that could have been a stalking situation. But I have right. But but uh, I did want to tell you, Patty. I did want to tell you Ken's theory real quick, and this can, this kind of goes into what I was talking about with people being given impulses. Um, now I get a lot of one one uh, vehicular like one light on on a car uh, vehicular yeah. stalking, yeah. and he said that that um, these people can get into a car's computer and turn off one of those lights. So there are some people who who switch off their one light, but there may be people that they're just kind of uh, taking over their computer, turning off one of their lights. So then it, to me. It looks like, oh my God! All these people decided to put all to turn off <laughs> one of their headlights. That's the same. You got to take that same kind of, um, I guess, that same kind of thinking with people gang stalking us. They might not right. have enough people that they with DHS Fusion Center to do all this stuff. They may have to give some people around you thought injections or impulses to kind of even even the the ante. But but you see all these people as you know uh, doing it on purpose, deciding right. to do it. To you, it looks like that, but to them, it's like a couple of them could could have injected impulses, and some of them. I agree, you know, and I think I've I think I've taken pictures of cars that were not really stalkers too. I really mm-hmm. agree with you. And the other thing I noticed in my town, this small town here had like one cell phone tower in the whole town. Okay, and. When this started um, and the stalkers started coming, they weren't really from this area. And then I think we talked about this, how they start moving them in. But then the whole town's behavior, the whole town, and then you feel like the whole town is stalking you. A lot of us feel like that. And Mm -hmm. I really think that now they have like seven cell phone towers in this town. I mean, we're talking like surrounded. And all the neighboring towns have a ton of them too. And this is where we were at. It was really hard to get a good cell cell phone service. So I could understand they might add one or two, but this is insanity. And one is right across from the school, um, and the other one is right across from the community college. So, I mean, that to me is also very spooky, like as if they're trying to influence or send frequencies to kids learning, you know? Yeah, but, um, er, get them in an earlier age. Yeah, kind of get them on that, oh, yeah. that mind yeah. direction track. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so you know, and you know, the weird thing about it is that the behavior of the town has changed. 
and people are always driving real aggressive and I don't know, maybe they're not all stalkers. They're just sending these signals and these people have no idea what's going on, you know. But sometimes you'll talk to them and they, like, seem to snap out of it. Has anybody ever had that happen? Yeah. Where they had that stalker look and then when you started talking to them, they actually started responding in a different way, almost like they were in a trance, you know. Now, I don't know, that could be part of the the stalking... uh, you know, acting, but I think you're right about that, that there's a lot of this that goes on that that they're not stalkers, or they can even get caught in a group of stalkers, you know, and I I always tell you guys this, I've told you this before, where I said to my my youngest son, Dustin, were you stalking mom? And he was real embarrassed, (laughs) because he was caught in a whole group of stalkers, (laughs) and they all went by, and there was in the middle of them. <laughs> he didn't know what to say because I think he was like wondering why he was in the middle. <laughs> he got real embarrassed. <laughs> I can tell, <laughs> but it, I'm sure he thought it was so kind of odd that there was that large group of people going the opposite direction from me. So when I said that, he didn't know what to say. I just laughed. I let it go because I knew he got caught in the middle, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, some of this stuff's so ridiculous, you, you just have to laugh. You just have to be like, I mean, really? They they did that? Because, I mean, I, I've seen it um, so bad where, you know, one guy, his family, you know, they were doing this stuff. They were doing thought injections. I don't think his family was, was stalking him or involved. But they would get in the car and they would just have this zombie look on their face and they would, like, snap into like a rage against him and oh. you know he he actually um and you know I, I you know i've never experienced this it's very sad but he started to think that his family uh they were clones because they were acting so weird That's they were my acting boy. like my my boys were doing that when yeah. we first moved to georgia um this was back when the weapons escalated they were, um, their behavior was real erratic like that, too. And they'd always been pretty pleasant children. So it was real shocking to me. And one of the places they would get the wor- be the worst was in the car. And, of course, I told you my children's story where they were all real wild in the car when they were little. But this was anger. And, like, banging in the floor and then hold their teeth like this. And it was not, my kids were not like that. They didn't have a history of that. And I was thinking, what the heck is going on? Well, I believe, of course, they probably had some weapon on them in the car that was, you know, microwave or something making them angry. And that happened quite often when we moved. And uh, anyways, we were a lot closer to people there than we are here. And we must have been getting in at close range. But um, they still had a couple weird things. Like my boys had this really weird fist fight. They never had this fight. These are not kids that are fist fighting each other, okay? And they had this horrible fist, uh, fist fight. And my son actually uh, gave my other son a concussion and broke a bunch of stuff. And afterwards, I said, what happened? And they both looked at me. They said, they said you know, we don't even know. We don't even know what happened. And then I said, Dustin, why did you, why did you get knocked down so hard? And he said, Mom, I don't even remember doing it. 
He said, it's just all haunted. It was like a whirlwind. And then we had to take them to the hospital, and they were really messed up. And then I looked outside, and there was a perpetrator, one of the neighbors that's involved in it, standing outside with another guy looking over at our house. And they had some kind of vehicle parked, like, in the direction of the house. Mm-hmm. And I went out and started snapping their pictures, and, boy, they, they were moving fast to get out of the way from those pictures. So we had something aimed at the house, you know. But mm-hmm. um, to this day, they still say they have no idea what happened. Of course, I couldn't say to them, hey, you had, I did say you had weapons on you. And I said, don't start talking about the weapons. <laughs> yeah, it's like I can't even tell my parents, like, because that would just scare, it was, you know, think about your kids. Like, I can't tell my mom, you know, hey, you're probably really stressed out and reacting very weirdly to stuff because, you know, you're being remote and manipulated. I don't even tell her that that's happening to me. I just tell her, you know, signals, they send signals to the brain and uh, microwave hearing and they target the body with electromagnetic frequencies. I don't go into like, you know, how they can inject uh, visuals or impulse or anything like that, you know. And I know my dad, yeah. Go ahead. That would probably really, really freak her out, you know. You have to protect Mm -hmm. her, I guess, as best you can. Yeah. I mean, because it was like the other day, I was telling Linda this, um, you know, I'm totally out of money and I need it. I'm I'm good now, but I needed money just to get food for the next week. And, and so I was like, Mom, can you just send me $100 and I'll pay you back right when I get my disability and stuff like that. And, you know, she called me and then later that night, it was just this text, a kind of text I'd never get from her where she was like, no, you know what? I'm stressed out. I'm looking for a way to retire. Um, you know, I, I, I just, I'm not, gi- I'm not giving you any more money. And, and like, I hadn't gotten any money from her recently. You know, I just moved into the new place. I got out of her place and things have been going well. And it was, it, I guess, I guess, you know, it could have happened like that where it was just uh, natural emotions from her. But from her son, who's been dealing with her uh, for a while, that was, it was not natural. Yeah, you know it was, when it's natural and when it's not. Exactly, exactly. And and I could imagine them just re-injecting the probably thought. putting thoughts in their mind like, you're never going to get to retire with all this crap going on, and what about you? And, you know, because I've gotten so where I know when they're saying stuff, you know, you can pick up on it, but they're, you know, putting a little scenario together. Yeah, and then, she's, I mean, in, in her job, she is having trouble. Like, she's having workplace mobbing. But she just she thinks she's just having problems with people at work. So yeah. like, and they're they're by a naval base where they live. I know they're both they're experimenting on both my parents. It was yeah. a natural progression what they were doing to me. And she has she just she's just like this new job is a nightmare. I have people in my face all the time, and they're not cooperating. And it's never like that for her. But it's like she doesn't. I mean, think about that. We at least know. You know, Corinne well, that- knows. If she's that being thing, mistreated at work. Yeah, well, that mobbing is, at work is, is a very painful thing, and that is one of the things that they used over on me when I started uh, looking to go back to work. And um, mm-hmm. But it happens to people who are not TIs because people tend to get, I mean, you know, you watch these reality shows, it's enough to show how people's characters are. But all of a sudden, there's one person in the house you know, and of course, 
you know, and, and some of them are designed where it's supposed to be conflict, but some of them aren't, like when it's master chef or something. You don't have to have uh, a bully thing going on when you're when you're based on cooking, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but there's always yeah. one person that they, in the house, decide somehow that person isn't, you know, part of the group. And yeah, they get into fights with the other ones. Yeah. yeah. And they or they talk and they all start disliking one because somebody it's stupid. It's like a a mo, you know like we ever it's just, I hate it. I hate whenever and I always speak up and I can't watch his reality shows because bullying is bullying. Well, one lady was an older lady who had had cancer. She was a cancer survivor, and they treated her they treated her terrible. And um, anyways, I don't know um, why they went after a cancer victim. But I was fuming. I, I couldn't watch the show anymore. <laughs> I was like, no, this is terrible. I think I made some comments uh, about um, the behavior on uh, social media. But, you know, the thing of it is is that that happens normally. So it's even worse when they have weapons and they're turning people against you, you know. It's very yeah, vicious. Yeah. Yeah, because at least if we didn't have the weapons aimed at us, you know, the the fear frequencies, the the pain to our whole bodies, you know, walking around after being tortured in your sleep, at least if somebody was mean to you, you could just, you know, blow it off a little bit easier, you know, be like, well, hey, I'm at my best, you know, I'm getting rest and I, I can go to my house and not be bothered, so screw these people. You know, um, but, but when you're constantly being attacked, and I mean, I right. have people like, you know, you go outside and you get it, it. It it pisses you off. You know that you have somebody who's getting good rest, who has a job, who has a family, and and they're just making a little bit of money on the side. You know, adding in a little bit of harassment to your murder. Um, yeah, it's ridiculous. It is, but I, you know, I sympathize with her if that's what she's going through. And the other thing, if you have a lot of pride in your job and your work. Usually, there's false accusations and insinuations. It's part of their tactics. Mm-hmm. And it's very painful when you take pride in your work to have people doing that. Yeah, you, you know? work so hard. You do the you do a good job. You don't, you know, yeah. you work. You, and then that's somebody's undermining. Like, it's called undermining. And then that's part of their tactics is to undermine. Somebody's going to be there. They're just going to make little suggestions to everybody like, you know, that's like the third time she didn't do such and such and roll their eyes or whatever. It's still all tactics, all yeah. a form of abuse, you know? All PSYOP, like PSYOP at a yeah. community level yeah. and PSYOP at a at a work level. Yep. Yeah, we do not need military PSYOP tactics in our communities. People are crazy enough, you know? But people should be, uh, it's against liberty. It's against liberty. uh, And, you know, I I would like to see when this is all done, I would like to advocate for better laws against slander. And, um, you know, there's different names, liable or whatever. But, you know, the bottom line is that words do hurt and they can cause a lot of problems in the community. And so if Karen, people are spreading um, rumors and lies, it can it can cost you cost you your job, your peace, you know, you you know, your friendships, everything. It is very important. So they don't they need to have stronger laws against that kind of tactic. Well, K- Karen Stewart was uh, giving it a name, and you know we've all heard the term RICO, 
Um, but she said really what they do on a community stalking level is RICO. It's a conspiracy to bring somebody down, to destroy their lives. Um, so this, like this whole thing could be seen as a, as a RICO, uh, you know, um, conspiracy to a community takedown program, you know, to destroy somebody's life. Did you get that that video that I was talking about? It's a great video with Dr. Horton, Karen Stewart, and Ramona. No, I talking didn't to the guy. Um, it's uh-huh. it's uh called. If you can go to YouTube, look it up. It's really great. It's called TI Forum, the TI oh. Forum, uh, on uh World Beyond Belief, and it oh. is great. It's it's Karen Stewart, Catherine Horton, and uh, Ramona talking. And they are establishing their own kind of investigative committee um, where they're going to be working together, you know, not just sending out letters, but actually investigating crimes, collecting evidence, you know, getting people up. And, you know, they they kind of think that, um, you know, that's what we all need to do is have our have little groups, um, our own little investigative committees, because, you know, I'm I'm you know, when I got I got thrown into the mental institution. Um, and it kind of it kind of cooled me off to where I backed up, just started making the videos, just started getting on the calls. But before that, I was calling the inspector general, the FBI, calling the police out every week or every almost once every two weeks. Um, you know, I was calling everybody. I was talking about it and making the videos, and they didn't like that, so they kind of threw me in there and kind of cooled me off to where I was like, I'm gonna get in trouble if I if I go get help. Um, but, you know, I like Catherine Horton's attitude where she's like, this is an international state of an emergency. Um, police are obviously on strike because they're not helping murder victims. So we're going to have to, you know, kind of form our own little investigative teams until they start to participate and help us. Um, you know, we're we're going to have to do it ourselves. But that video, um, you know, they're getting together and doing some, some really, really good stuff. Um I just wanted to put that out there. And if anybody else wants to talk about anything, uh, press star eight. Um, I'm definitely gonna. I'm definitely doing the. Um, you know, getting some shirts. I'm gonna get some gang stalking shirts. And uh, gang stalking is murder. I'm gonna start walking around my place. Put some bumper stickers on my car, and maybe some. Um, you know, links to some websites like biggerthanstone.com so that people who are vehicular stalking me can, can like, look those up and just start pushing on every front. Because um, I, I just think we're getting very, very close. We're getting very close where I think by the end of this year we should have enough awareness up to where, you know, a lot of resources are going to be taken away from them if they don't, you know, stop this um, full stop you know, the actual targeting. I think it's great that the FBI is uh, going after Trump because this will put him more on our side, you know, I think, yeah. eventually. Mm-hmm. What? So the FBI is now investigating Trump, or is that from yeah, they're, Obama? They're, they're, no, they said that Obama didn't do, didn't wiretap his phone, and now that the F, the FBI has admitted, this was on the news tonight, 
that they are investigating Trump due to the uh, election and the communist influence. So you know that's going <laughs> to oh, wow. get some kind of tweet from him. <laughs> so yeah, we're going to... He's not going to be in favor of this FBI before it's over with, I don't think. Mm-hmm. I don't think he is anyway. No, I don't think he was either, but this will really put a little bit more fire under under his, under his him, I think. I think well, see, he like, ought to help him. Help him prove what he's alleged, because I believe him. Yeah. Oh, sure. I believe what's going on. I believe he has been uh, surveilled. But it's wiretapping or not. Like you said, that's a general term that's been going on for years and years, you know. I believe he was talking about surveillance in general. And whether Comey says we have no evidence or not, that doesn't mean it wasn't done. And when they, when he says there's no way the president can do this, if you'll listen to what Trey Gowdy, uh, you know, is the, um, he's the representative on the House Intelligence Committee, was uh, grilling him today, and he does show that um, he asked specific people in specific places if there was some way they could know one thing or another, you know. And he said, yeah. He said, theoretically, you're not supposed to or something, you know. So you can get the idea that these people who were not supposed to have access had some kind of access because there were leaks all over the place. There's something wrong in the intelligence community. And, and I believe that um, that's the reason they have been um, at odds with the president because he's right. not he's not your he's not your regular politician. He's a businessman. He's never been in that situation before. And I think he's learning just gradually. You know, he's getting well, not gradually. He's getting a crash course in it in stuff that we have known for years and years. So we should not only um, keep waiting for him to get. To get um, messed up by this, but I believe the Obama administration has a has, has a little dark horse in all this mess, and has been doing it all along because they knew he was going to completely unravel just about everything, you know, that Obama did. So anyway, that's what I believe definitely. I think he's not what what I like about him completely is that I see integrity in him. You know, I'm sick of politicians when they get a question. They answer just like the press wants them to, and they'll take a while, and they'll they'll use their words, and they'll choose them carefully, and they'll say exactly. Trump just comes out and says it. I mean, <laughs> what he's thinking at the moment, you're uh, pretty much going to get. Now, to me, that, that may be, um, it may be blatant, and it may be crude, but it's honest. And that's yeah. what I like, you know. He's not connected. Yeah, it's not politically correct, but that's kind of what we need. We need somebody who's honest about things. And I think, I think that uh, the deep state is very worried because it, you know if this is any kind of showing, like them starting to talk about microwave weapons and the kind of surveillance and Vault Seven coming out, they're you know uh, they're very worried that his honesty is gonna you know um, maybe bring out a lot of these secrets. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I I'm agree. happy. Me too. Yeah, me too. Um, they sh- over in Europe, yeah. they showed um, some women at a booth discussing this whole situation. And I was thinking to myself, you know, if I'm at a flea market or 
if there's anywhere where you can put up a booth, it makes sense to just have a booth up to explain this to people, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know what yeah. the reaction would be, but, um, you know, just a booth that says, I don't know, like gang stalking. People come over and ask us about it, and we'd have flyers and T-shirts. And, like, you know, this is really happening, people. Like, it's not a joke. Like, look at all of us sitting here. We're all of sound mind, and, um, you know, this is this is the issue of our day. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. And some other, like Luda uh, passes out flyers. I mean, even just getting flyers out on, um, you know, car windshields. I mean, now's the time to push with things like that. Um, you know, and uh, I think uh, 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 Citizens Against uh, Harmful Technology, I think they've got some good flyers. Um, I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be putting shirts on all the time. I'm getting three different shirts. I'm going to wear them all the time. Everywhere I go, um, just so everybody that I cross paths with, and I'll I'll put like a, I may have to make the shirt myself, and I'll do uh, some kind of really really informative website on it. Um, and now's the time just to keep pushing that information, to keep getting the numbers of uh, of views on YouTube. You know, keep pushing other social media platforms that aren't. You know, Alex Jones has covered it a little bit. Um, you know, some other social media sites have covered it and then eventually make that big push where the, the media is talking about Vault 7 and Trump surveillance and then, oh, it slips through and then too late. They can't they can't cover it up. You know, I, I, I did see, um, you know, and I've told some people about this, there was a huge spin, you know, after uh, uh, Kathy Ann, is Kathy Ann her name, uh, his aide's name? I always say it wrong. Kellyanne. Kellyanne. Um, you know, she said that microwaves can turn into uh, into cameras. And it, almost every, you know, late night show that was like comedians and every, you know, on Fox News, they were, you know, saying microwaves don't have cameras in them. You know, they totally mis- mistook what she was saying and, you know, did spin on it, you know, because the media is so controlled. Um, and you could tell, you could tell how, you know, uh, the, the lead, the, like the executives of these, of these media corporations don't want this information out. Uh, but it's going to slip too much where they can't put the genie back in the bottle, you know. I got to, I got to put a plug in for the artists in the world. <laughs> There's a political yeah. cartoon yesterday and uh, I don't know whether you saw it or not. Came from, let's see, a Pittsburgh artist, his name's uh, Rogers or something. Anyway, it's got a picture of um, Kellyanne sitting in front of her, I guess her cosmetic area or something. It says, Kellyanne's household surveillance alert. And she, you know, got all kinds of uh, paraphernalia around her. Her electric toothbrush and her hair dryer and things like that. It says, innocuous nose hair trimmer or CIA listing device. And oh, the, gosh. Well, wait a minute, though. But I like that. No, that's funny. Okay, okay. There's a guy sitting there looking at a woman, too, and the woman is saying, the scary thing is, she's the same one. <laughs> so I, I don't think it was a, it was a, um, um, it's just a put down of the whole thing, really. But I kind of yeah. liked it because I thought, yeah, that is true. And I think people are smart enough. They're smart enough to be like, what was she talking about? And to maybe go look it up 
and then to see how everybody spun it and just didn't even talk about like what what would, what did she mean by that? You know, she's obviously a smart woman. She's Trump's aide. I mean, she's he's he's putting her out on every news show. She's obviously intelligent. So what did she mean by that? So I mean, there people are smart enough now where the spin isn't going to work. Once it's out there, once somebody says something, people are going to go look into it. They have to keep it completely browned out or blacked out um, for people not to go research. You know, we've got that kind of a population. You know, if something's completely undercover, like all this this targeting and the gang stalking, and nobody in mainstream news makes a peep about it. You know, maybe a New York Times article here, but but something comes out on TV, boom, you got tons of people looking into it. So what what was she talking about there? You know, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she's just learned. She probably didn't know it was that serious, and they're all in the White House learning the extent of it. Well, that's what I'm saying. They all got memos on the types of surveillance. So they got microwave surveillance. So you got to ask yourself, did they get memos on these attacks that microwaves can be used to actually attack people? You know, that I, that's my big question. It, it, does the White House know that this is going on? And I, and I think so. That's why I think we needed, we really needed to be ready to answer or, you know, chime in when something like that comes up. But I'm not sure we are. We're just it's, it's almost like the White House is being targeted, like that Trump is a target. Are yeah, that's what I think. That's exactly what I said last night. I didn't want to say it on the call, but he, they're treating him like a target individual. He's like, I'm yes. being surveilled. Yes. This guy's got me wiretapped, and, and God knows what else he, he was using on me during the election. And they're like, well, prove it. Mr. President, our pre- our president's being questioned. He's saying, you know, I've got these advisors around me and people who are very, very sophisticated in surveillance. You know, he and and they're like, well, we don't have any proof. Where's this proof? Where's this proof? It's what they do to us. I know. Yeah. I, th- I think the same thing that they are. Can you hear doing. me? Yeah. Oh, okay, great. Thanks. But I think they're that's he is. It's like he is a targeted individual too. Mm-hmm. It's, it's interesting right now. It's very interesting, and it who knows he yeah. could he could be one. You know, we don't know. Well, I mean, I th- I think that you know, with all this technology and the you know proliferation of it during the election, you saw the weird stuff happening to Hillary Clinton. Maybe her team had somebody you know sh- messing with his brain with microwaves. Um, yeah, you know, we're in those kind of crazy times when it when it could have been happening. And what would he say about it? You know, he couldn't come out during the presidency and be like, uh, "I'm having some weird thoughts that aren't mine," and hearing voices. You know, he he wouldn't be able to say anything about it. Um, you know, so I think that's it's it's very. I wonder how many presidents have gotten that in the past. I would love to know. I wonder if JFK got that. Oh, the microwaves. I think he got the uh, V2K. Yeah, I think V2K. he just got the the dead, you know. I, I think before I knew about it, I read about it before it happened to me. I knew that I was being severely harassed and stalked all over, no matter where I went, and my job going for groceries, you name it, 
um, I was being stalked and harassed. And I finally found out what uh, they call this shit, which is really illegal harassment and stalking. But it went on to say about V2K. And I read about it. And then two years later, bam, got it. And I said, I know exactly what the fuck this is. And I think a lot of people that have that that didn't read up on it or know about it, sadly, are placed in institutions or they kill themselves, which I know 11 TIs that killed themselves this this year alone. Um, And uh, they just, they don't know what it is. And it's happening at all different ages. It's not like happening when you're a kid, you know, 13 to 24 is the ages of schizophrenia. These are happening to people like like myself at 35. Some people it's happening at 63, you know. Yeah, and they don't know know about it. Well, in me, like, I started getting the high-pitched sounds seven years ago, but I had been targeted before that and didn't know that anything was going on without the high-pitched sounds. Started getting hit with the high-pitched sounds seven years ago. It took me, like, a year and a half to understand that I was a, that I was part of a community. I thought that the people had just rigged up some kind of ex-military, you know, communications device or something like that. Um, so I had to research it. I thought that this old guy had created some kind of you know, ultrasonic device to, to just put in his apartment to get me out of there. But then it was in another apartment. And then when I got to the house and they were still doing it, you know, three different places, then oh, I yeah. started looking up high-pitched sound. Uh, and then I got to electromagnetic frequencies, and then the first video I saw, and I really want to tell this guy this because I know he, he feels bad a lot. He feels like he hasn't accomplished much. But um, you know, Timothy Trespass was the first video. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I I feel terrible that New York Times did such a bad review because you know they had a lot of people that they interviewed that knew a lot of information, and they could have went to Dr. Barry Trower and Dr. Chubrani. And they could have made a amazing, you know, showcase of exactly what's going on with people. But they chose not to. They chose Trinity Pass. Uh, trust, uh, trust Pass? Is that his last name? Uh, uh, yeah, he, Trust Pass. Yeah, yeah, and they chose uh. him instead. And I, I think they did it purposely because there was, there was a lot of other people that they interviewed that they didn't use in their segment. But that is the called... information was there. That little piece on the New York Times, White that March. is that's called uh, Project Mockingbird. That's somebody mm-hmm. that the CIA has paid to write articles because they did the whole first part of it, you know, saying how we're an echo chamber and we have mental illness and then showing mm-hmm. the worst picture that you could ever take of Timothy. Mm-hmm. And then at the very end... You know, showing Doctor Hall and Melinda Kidder and people like that. Right. I mean, right. That was and, that and, and it's unfortunate because there's people like us that deal with what Timothy Trespass deals with every single day of our lives, and we're still here. You know, and we're working really hard to try to improve and and make it exposed the way that it should be. And mm-hmm. and do it in in a way that's like due diligence, you know, and um and civilized manner. And they took 
that on purpose because I'm telling you, Dr. Barry Trower tried very hard to get this out to New York Times and the Washington Post for years. Dr. Chubani sent off every newsletter that you could possibly think to TV broadcasting and not one person would pick it up. And these were legitimate guys. I mean, we're talking about cancer researchers, people that work like Trower in uh, weaponry his whole life in electronics, and uh, they weren't doing it. They weren't, they weren't doing it, and they weren't doing it on purpose. That's what I feel. Mm-hmm. They, they mm-hmm. chose that guy for a reason. He was a scapegoat. Not yeah, and I mean he's he's not dumb about. I mean he's not dumb about the subject. He's not, but he he's been no, hit for so he's long. Not, he's not the credibility that you would want. Um, yeah, you know, and in all honesty, I mean, when you look at Dr. Barry Trower and after working thirty years in electronic weaponry for the military, and also a psychiatrist PhD, or you look at Dr. Chabani, who's been a researcher and doctor for 23 years and has been stalked and harassed and talks about this, or Dr. Posner, who was a cancer researcher and gang-stalked for 30 years before his death, which was about two years ago, you look at these people and they're the ones that should be the feature. They're the ones that should be talking about this. They've, they've been dealing with it and living with it for over 20 years of their life, and they know everything in and out about it, and they've somehow remained credible, civilized, and polite. Yeah. And yeah. Timothy Trespass didn't have those qualities that they had. He didn't have mm-hmm. that credibility. He didn't have the looks or the demeanor that they had. And um, I feel like, yeah, they heard the other people's stories, but they weren't going to use them on purpose. And it's a shame. It really is. It's a disinformation hit job. Yeah, that's what I felt. It's a small example of what really goes on all around the world and on the web to to the disinformation to throw people off from what's happening. Yeah, I I felt that there was other credible individuals out there that could have done an amazing job and uh, have proven themselves and have tried so hard to get on New York Times. I mean, that guy, Dr. Chabani, has spoken out for years to try to get through those papers, and they won't give him the time of day. And they gave Timothy Trespass the time of day. You know, I, I don't understand it. Yeah, and I really saw it um, after Kellyanne's statement. I mean, how every news program was just looking to discredit it, and it was no no news no news anchor like looked at it and said, you know, no. what did she mean by that? Look, uh, are there are there ways to surveil with microwaves? That none of them, you know, it was all about just discrediting the whole statement, you know, um, and whitewashing over what Vault Seven was bringing out. They were doing two things in all those reports. They were focusing in on that little flub, you know, of her saying it wrong, not looking into that, and whitewashing yeah. over yeah. Uh, the actual yeah. real, real important information about, uh, you know, these cameras being turned on in our smart TVs, uh, you know, our tablets and stuff like that. 
and and you've Very got a whole player. and you well you we, the dangerous thing is you've got a whole lot of people out there like I, I watched the Joe Rogan show where he was like you know this Vault Seven could be bad because all these other countries you know they have this technology and we're going to be at a disadvantage if all this stuff comes out. So you got a bunch of people who don't know about the targeting situation. There are all these people being murdered and tortured, and they're like, we don't want this stuff coming out because our CIA needs to be able to do whatever it wants to protect us. So mm-hmm. it's, it's this information war. Um, but but the time is, is passed for, oh, our CIA needs this technology to take care of us. Um, now it's, you know, citizens are being killed. They didn't do it the right way. It has to come out. You know, it has to come out that every country is doing this the wrong way. Um, you know, we're, we're it's at every that country. Point. It's not just the United States. It's worldwide. It's obvious. The TIs that I've met personally and spoken with, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's tragically all over the world, uh, the globe. And uh, there happens to be a huge percentage in the U.S., but that's because I live in the U.S., so I know more of them. But there's a tremendous amount in the U.K. Um, there's a tremendous Australia. amount in Japan and Australia that I know of, China, personally. Russia. I yeah. mean, you name it. And these are innocent people every day uh, that are sanctioned to... Like, I get up, and the first thing that I think of isn't about i got to brush my teeth and I have to shower and take my dog out. It's about having to fight a good fight, um, make sure that I'm readily available to interject in anybody that's harming me or threatening me or stalking me. And then I brush my teeth and I shower and take my dog. And I shouldn't have to do that. I shouldn't have to feel that way, that I need to get ready to uh, battle before I get ready just to go out and walk my dog. I, and nobody should have to feel that way. But that's how much I'm stalked and that's how much I'm harassed on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, there's a toothbrush, there's a shower, and there's the camera and the video camera and the microphone and that has to be ready and that has to be up and going and that needs to be filmed and I know exactly what to say if they say something because it's usually the same thing every day by 30 to 40 people per day because I live in New York City and um, I shouldn't have to feel that way. Ever. Nobody should. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm literally being stalked every day of my life on top of being harassed. You know, and I, I wanted the film to cover that when I was filming them. I didn't want them to just say, like, oh, well, she's being harassed and there's a lot of crazy people in New York City, so, you know, we'll just chalk it up to that. I wanted them to see that I wasn't only being harassed, I was being severely stalked. And that could do a lot to a person after a long time of being stalked every day. And that's their goal. They want that. They don't want you to work. They don't want you to make money. They don't want you to have friends. They don't want you to have family. They just want you to be destitute or dead. Like them, essentially. 
They want you to rot like them, essentially. And I won't have it. I won't. Yeah, I wake up every cool. day with that video camera. Every single day. And they kill me at work. Kill me. I mean, what I go through, I'm on heart medication. I'm 39 years old. And I'm taking heart medication that people take at the age of 55. <laughs> they're doing a lot of stuff to your heart with remote neural manipulation. Big and time. It. Big time. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's pre, you know, it's, it's predisposed. It's like it's dealing with that, but then it's also coinciding with the fact that I get so much anxiety from it. I mean, I'm killed at work. I have people stalking and harassing me every day at my job. Um, I have people screaming and yelling my name, and I'm getting off of the subway, and I'm looking around hearing my name, but I realize that these are just stalkers. They don't know me. And then I go to my job, and I hear Corinne insane, 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 uh, coughing, uh, clearing of the throat for two hours, V2K burning uh, while I'm trying to edit a book. So I'm dousing myself in heart medication because I, I have my anxiety level off the charts. And then on top of that, I have an induced heart rate that is not normal for a 39-year-old girl. Um you know, I'm I'm at a place where, you know, people in their 50s take this medication for their heart. So between the combination of those two things, yeah, it's pretty bad. It is. I don't talk about it often, um, but because I'm working more now and challenging myself more now to say, well, this is how it's going to be, and I need to make that money because I need to live and survive, um, they made it extremely hard for me to the point that they should be in jail for life, honestly. Yeah, I agree. And we're not going to be stuck in this too much longer. I I, mean, I, I truly hope not. I truly mm-hmm. hope not. I hope that they're in jail for the rest of their years. The fact that you can do V2K on somebody alone should have you in prison or with the death penalty, in my opinion. Yeah, it's the worst human atrocity in the in the history of mankind. Mm. In the history of mankind. It is. I'd like people... to throw a couple of questions to get yeah. some kind of feedback from anybody that knows anything or even even just suspects. What? Uh, how much do you think? How? What is the percentage of any group? around you that are police-type persons, how many of them do you think are really involved that know what they're doing? In my opinion, not many at all. Um, I have found that there was corrupt policemen, but it's only been about three. Um, Majority of policemen are really on board. They're good people. Um, They're not corrupt but there's about three of them that are corrupt and they're the ones that come around more often. Um, I wonder, I know know that um, 
I, I heard Kyle talk about some of these programs, and I didn't know what he was talking about, and I still don't know about all of them yet. But I ran across one of these programs that's called Good Cop, Bad Cop. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, uh, I can't remember what I read now, and I'm wondering if that is what kind of this thing where you get the corrupt cop and then the one that are really trying to do what they think they're supposed to do. Well, well we were, I was actually I found, talking about oh, sorry, V2K. Kyle. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Corinne. I just, uh, that, that was really talking about V2K. Like, so I've got a good cop, bad cop on my V2K, my voice to skull. I've got somebody who doesn't want to do it. She's like, you're destroying a good man. And then the other person is like, you know, no, we've got to do this. Uh, he's a criminal or whatever. We've got to kill him or we got to put him away. Um, but but go ahead, Corinne, and, and uh, if you wanted to talk about that. In the... No, I was just going to say uh, in, in an overt sense, I mean, in, in reality, how I'm harassed and stalked on a daily basis. I can tell you that there's one to three cops that are heavily involved that have let me know that they're involved. I've taken down their names and their badge numbers and their Well, how did they let you know? What's that? How did they let you know? Uh, They let me know because I go into Dunkin' Donuts. I walk in and say, good morning. Can I have a small iced coffee? And they say, okay, that'll be 372. And then the cop behind me will say, psycho, psycho, three times. Mm. And there's absolutely no reason that that cop should be saying that while I walk into a store. And then he whistles a shitload and coughs a shitload until I walk out. And that's how I know. So so that's a cop that knows, but what would not be on your side is more likely the one that would try to find some excuse to get you thrown into a mental ward. Correct. Correct. So I just get my coffee every morning, as always, uh, same routine before I go to work, pay the 372, and um, I don't even acknowledge him, and I walk out the door. And I what would, my husband what would he, keep on going. What would he do, do you think, if... If you uh, turned around when he did that and just snapped a picture of him? Um, He probably would ask me why I'm taking a picture and then tell me that I'm crazy and have something to say. That's probably what he would do. Actually, if you could manage to, and that would be a little tough, but if you could get... uh, catch him right on the camera saying that, that's a lawsuit. Well, yeah, that's that's what I'm trying to do because I have a typical routine and it's the same cop in the same place at the same time. And his car is double parked and I took down his plate, his badge number, and his name. And um, I'm trying to get that so that's actually filmed because it happens too often, and it happens How with the about same if you person. A, is there any way that you had a friend that you could confide in that could be sitting there waiting and take the picture while it was happening to you? Um, yeah, that actually could happen. 
but I have to get them there at about 6.45 in the morning. <laughs> right. But that actually could happen, but I, I could film it myself. Um, the thing the thing about it is, though, that there's actually many good cops out there. I've, I've had really nice cops that really felt bad and um, couldn't believe it was happening and what was going on with the break-ins and what they were saying and doing and, you know, they were putting it all out there. But and then you, I had if you tried some to cops do it, that didn't. If you tried to do it yourself, um, you probably couldn't start even turning around until he actually said something. Otherwise, you would have nothing to go on. It, right. He, right. He, he That's true. He shot with a, uh, another person that appeared to be just sitting there. That that's true. That is very true because uh, they look for your attention. They they want your attention, and it's a very sick thing, and it's a very sadistic thing that they would spend their time on innocent people to try to gain their attention. I must be very important to them. <laughs> that's what I say. I must be really important and making a lot of money for a lot of people to be doing mm-hmm. this to me. I have a, another question for the folks around you, and hopefully I'll, I'd love to hear some more. Has anyone ever looked into talking to a lawyer that deals with uh, constitutional rights? And I've civil- only dealt with two lawyers. And one didn't deal with constitutional rights. He was a tenant lawyer. And I was able to nab them because they were a tenant lawyer and it was happening in my building. So I could tell him the name, the address, the location, and who it was. And I can pinpoint the perpetrator. So in my case, um, I was able to nab it because it was a tenant lawyer. And on the other side, I was able to speak on legal counsel, who was a woman who also is a targeted individual. She wrote a book on defeating gang stalking. Her name is Comey Prague. And um, she pays by the hour, or she'll give you legal counsel. She's a U.S. attorney. And um, he's a U.S. attorney. Well, what does she say about all this? Well, she she deals with it on a constant basis and and battles in court all the time. It's uh, but she's not Constitution. She's just uh, she's an attorney that deals with civil rights, with human rights, with breaking the law, and um, it's gotten to a point for her that it's quieted down from the lawsuits, but she does give out legal information at a fee. I mean, I, you know, I'll be honest with you, I paid about roughly 250 to 275 to speak with her an hour on the phone, but she gave me tremendous advice on it, not only as an attorney, but as a TI herself. So, uh, Comey Prague is her name. And uh, the book she wrote was uh, Defeating Gang Stalking. So, these these are lawyers that 
persecuted people and then um, they were pissed off at her and they targeted her. I I wouldn't call that a whistleblower. I would just say they were pissed off and they said, we're going to do this to you instead. But it would be interesting if they had all over the country people finding people that work in the legal profession with anything that smacks of this stuff. Yeah, no, I first... It's all over the country. Yeah, I directly went to a tenant lawyer at first. My husband actually was the one that encouraged me on that. He said, this is getting out of hand and, like, people are saying shit and it's disgusting and it's not going to be tolerated and we're not paying this kind of money to live in the city to uh, to deal with this. And so he went to a tenant lawyer and from there they gave me uh, valuable advice that I could use. So I I would like to thank them for that. But as a whole, as working with PIs, um, people like Comey Prague, um, I know that there's a lawyer in Rochester, New York, that deals with um, TI cases, and I know he costs um, $2,000 for litigation. Well, um, yeah, yeah, but he, he's out there. Um, he did a podcast with Ella, and he was on there, and he dealt with TIs a lot, actually. But he does charge uh, two grand just to get it, the ball rolling. Do you know what his name is? Um, Mr. Dibble. <laughs> Dibble? It's a, funny, it's a funny name, Dibble. D-I-B-B-L-E. And it's a podcast on Ella. Did you ever listen to Ella's show? Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, she talks with a... Dibble from Rochester for about an hour, and he focuses um, on TI lawsuits, but he does charge two thousand a pop. But I, I wish that there was more in the uh, United States. I mean, I found one in England that won the case, but he's in the UK. I need US. <laughs> so. Well, part of the problem is they always want, usually, like, for court cases, they always want um, evidence, and the evidence is usually hard to get. And I know with me, even if I've had the evidence sometimes, it just gets stolen from me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. uh, Go ahead, Kyle. I was going to say, like, you know, $2,000 is way too expensive for me in my situation. Ditto. So I'm trying to get hooked on to, you know, either Spencer Carter's um, class action suit or Dawn was talking about, you know, taking people on to trying to get her lawyers to do some um, humanitarian work or or, um, on retainer. Um, So I'm going to try and jump on one of those, you know, because I can't do it individually. And they're finding some really good evidence. Um, Dawn and a couple of other ladies were talking um, on Ella's call the other night, they were saying they were getting some very good beams uh, with infrared. 
because the the way that they have to target us with this stuff is either laser guided or, or thermal image like thermal guided. Um, so um, they are getting some of these beams on film and collecting that kind of evidence, you know, and taking taking all these other kinds of evidence. So I I mean, but you know. Um, you know, Dr. Horton was talking about it, and she said, we need both. You know, we need people doing uh, single-action single, single action lawsuits, and we need class-action lawsuits. We need to be hitting this at every different angle. And I've heard really good things about um, Dibble, Mr. Dibble. I've heard really good things about him. Well, like, that's the problem, because you have usually made most of us victims that made us poor to begin with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so poor it's right now. It's a way that you can't really get out of it unless yeah. you win the lottery. Well, I've had to get on disability, and, you know, I've got uh, back pay from disability because it took me, like, three years to get it. So I've got three years of back pay, but uh, they they refuse to pay me that back pay. I've got to fight for it. I've got to fight for it. Um, so, But the regular disability I get is, is just not enough, really, to make ends meet. Um, I know. <laughs> I'm well yeah. aware of that. I I I I am waiting on a day where I can go to a job and not be tortured and come home and not worry about people watching me in the bathroom or, you know, uh, making me heat up during the night or torture me in the night. I'm I'm looking for a day, looking forward to a day soon when that happens. We we've, we've just got to keep pushing at all angles. Because we're getting so close. I mean, the walls are, are coming down. There's so many chips in these walls, and it is about to come down. So, Yeah, um, are we all going to survive long enough to... We just got to pray to God. We got to pray to God. He'll give us He'll give us miracles to survive, you know, because, you know, I, I, and, and I want to tell you all this, like, in my in my old condo, you know, living in a place that was my mom's, and it is bigger than the place that I'm in now. And it was harder to defend. I have a bunch of QA plates and, and plugs and uh, the Altera whole house plugs. And I had a, an enclosure in there. But it was just unfeasible. It was too big of a condo to really cover. And I was, like, worried because the condo that I just moved into, it's small. It's a small little rectangle. And I was like, well, this is the smallest place I've ever lived in almost. And I got in here and I set all my stuff up and I'm going to do, do an enclosure I'm going to get some cardboard and make a nice enclosure. But I feel pretty good in here. It's like God, something that I thought was like, oh, man, I'm moving to the smallest place I've ever lived in. It turned out to be great because it's it's a, a smaller area to cover with my electronic defenses. So we've really got to trust God in this, and he will give us miracles to get through. You know, um, there's many, many things to, to defend yourself with. Like if you go to AEGIS, there's lots of things, um, you know, that they offer, things you can wash uh, your clothes in that will protect you from EMF. You know, we've got to buy time, and we've got to, um, you know, we've got to keep talking about this. We've got to keep getting together with class action suits, and we're getting there. We, I mean, we are getting there. It's happening. It's happening in an exponential rate, too. Um, so we've got to keep hope and keep buying time. How you know? do you know that? Oh, are you just from what people are saying? Is that what you mean? Well, no. I mean, I make videos on YouTube. Um, you know, I'm a moderator on some of these calls. Like, you know, uh, people finding out quicker. 
on YouTube, many, many more TIs are coming out every day, every day, every day, and there are some professionals and you know people who aren't even TIs are making videos about target individuals. And then you've got professionals like you know physicists like Dr. Catherine Horton. They're making coalitions and websites and uh, putting together class action suits. Things that are happening now weren't happening two years ago. You know we were we you know we're we're seeing some pretty incredible stuff. Uh, you know um, not not even including the news. Um, you know the news that's come out about Vault Seven and uh, and Donald Trump. The things are happening happening rapidly. Uh, too much stuff to cover up, um, and we've got some really really intelligent people at the helm of all this. Um, you know, thinking of new ways. So if you just throw in your talents, buy time because there's stuff I have to tell you. I mean, there's stuff that defends this, that defends the electronic attacks. It can it can reduce it. It doesn't it doesn't make it go away, but it does reduce it. You know, it does make it less. Um, so if we just deal with that, knowing we won't have to do it forever, because right now we're looking at, you know, worst case scenario. Well, let me just say the best case scenario. Best case scenario at the end of 2017, we're going to see something big happen where our situations change. So just keep thinking that, you know, just got to make it to the end of 2017. And then we'll take on next year, whatever's happening, you know. And there's some cheap stuff too. I mean, there's some cheap stuff that you can get. Argon mesh really works if you if you're getting attacked heavily at night. You know, to get an argon mesh blanket. Um, you know, and then you've got things like these cleansing protocols, which have really, really dropped down um, my symptoms. And that's not even mentioning Dave CD. Every TI needs to get Dave CD, no matter what your symptoms are. Right. Every TI needs to work at getting that CD and listening to it every night. It's and, it's hard to listen to though. It's a hard listen. Yeah. I got it, and um, you didn't get you used know, to it. No, I never. <laughs> I will never get used to it. Um, the fact that I have to even go through this, I will mm-hmm. never accept it, and I will never get used to it. Well, no, I mean not the not the targeting, but the CD. Oh. Like I know what you're saying. Like I have a hard time listening to it during the day because, like, I want to play video games or I've got to go do stuff around town, and it's just screeching right. sound. But I force myself oh, to listen to it awful. every night. Yeah, it's awful, but it reduces these symptoms and it makes them stay away for a long time. Like, so you listen to it at night. It if if I listen to it at night, it takes my attackers all day long. Um, to to get that high pitch sound. And now, if I start listening to it every night and I stay consistent with it, it takes them like two days to get that high pitch sound back, or, okay. or any kind of the visual cortex stuff. So you really do. And he's going to come up with something better. He's thinking of um, you know mixing it with music. He was talking to, to Neil last night about maybe mixing some of these sounds with some music. So for people you know like you, Corinne, who who really really do not like the sound and it's it's awful. Oh yeah, um, it's awful. <laughs> but, Couldn't you know, if you listen to like um some of the uh, um discs that are waves crashing on a beach and something like that, wouldn't that do the same thing? Well, it's it's Dave did something very specific. Um he rubbed these two chips together to make a sound kind of like tinnitus, um, but not not like tinnitus, so it's it's not um, 
ultrasonic like that, um, and it actually counter, it's a counter frequency against whatever they're hooking into us with. So even though brown noise, white noise, pink noise, crashing waves, they do help. If you go on to Dr. Virtual 7, his YouTube channel has tons of scatter frequencies that really work. I've tried all that stuff. Brown noise works very well for me. Um, Dr. Virtual stuff, a lot of that works good. Zacchaeus, Breedlove Ewing, a lot of the things he's done really, really work real well. But I found that Dave's CD has something special about it where it actually knocks out uh, some of their targeting. It knocks out some of their readouts. Um, so, so it's a little bit, it's, a, it's kind of shoulders above anything else you can use. Um, but those other things do work. I mean, brown noise definitely works. Uh, waves crashing does work because that's kind of, it's kind of like white noise, uh, waves crashing. Um, I have I have a, a, another question that's kind of important to me because I'm not too sure if there's a problem here. Um, the the other Dave, I can't think of his last name, the one that was walking across America. Dave David Boyce. Boyce. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, what? I was wondering if his. I haven't heard anything about him in a long time, and a lot of times I can't go. On because my perps won't let me. But anyhow, the um, last time I heard anything much was he had stopped and something about two of his relatives died really close together and then he thought he needed to take a break. And one of my questions is, does he think that those two relatives died because of what he was doing and trying to bring out to the to the world, actually? I don't know. He never said anything specifically. You know, people did assume. Uh, people in our group kind of assumed that it had something to do with that. Um, but he never he never spoke about that. He just said, you know, he did have some some deaths in the family, so he wouldn't be able to continue the walk for right now, and he was going to pick it back up. But he hasn't. Um, and, and and now there's a new guy. Um, um, I forget his name, Conrad Klug, who is going to kind of do the same thing, but on a yeah. different trail. Um, I, I, I'm not, I'm not quite sure what's going to happen with with David Boyd. It doesn't seem like he's going to start it again. Me. But it, well, I was just else. kind of wondering because of, of even if I think of doing something, <laughs> so things happen, and I just had a relative die. And I have another one that I'm worried about because I had spoken to that person about some of this stuff. And it's mm-hmm. like, you want to do whatever where you're not going to cause the death or even something worse with some of your relatives or friends. Yeah, yeah and I've had my relatives attacked. I mean, they're being attacked and uh, experimented on by this program. But... You know, would they have been attacked and experimented on even if I wouldn't have made videos or moderated calls or done activism? You know, you really can't know. Um, Those things might still happen. So, I mean, my best advice is just to do what you're going to do, you know, to not base anything off of fear or what you think these people are capable of because if we all push and we all do activism, 
you know, we can make it very hard for them and and wrap this thing up very quickly. Um, you know, that's, I don't, that's I don't want anyone murdered because of something I'm doing. Though that's my concern. Yeah, I mean, it, it, they may do it anyway, though. You know. That's, right. I mean, that's that's kind of my opinion. Is uh, you know, a lot of people are like, well, they torture me more if I do this, or you know, they may hurt me more, my family more. I mean, I haven't done that that big of things. You know, I've done some videos, I've moderated some calls, I've gotten on the calls, I've done a little bit of activism, and they they're hurting my parents really bad. And I'm not doing a walk across America or anything. So I just think that. I think you're going to get attacked no matter what, so you might as well try and stop the program. Because if everybody does that, then we can end it. You know, does anybody else kind of have a, an opinion about that? Well, I I pretty much agree with you, Kyle. I think that the people that um, have deaths in the family has nothing to do with targeting. I think it's a matter of life, and this is how it went. Um, I don't think that you should read into it too much uh, or overanalyze anything. Uh, Less complex is best in this scenario. That's what I think. Mm -hmm. Did you want to say something? There's a real possibility that family members are targeted to get you traumatized They'll do it to your pets. They'll do it to whoever you care about or to whatever. If it's your property, your job, whatever gives you a good feeling. And um, it has happened to me and it's happened to other people. So um, Maybe it depends on how much you're doing, you know, to fight against it or... Yeah, the job thing is awful with me. Um, awful, awful, awful. I mean, I feel like I'm in middle school at a no-friend zone table. <laughs> and what are they doing they to you? They just actually, like, I'll sit down and I'll go to grab lunch and they'll sit down next to me and say, oh, she's insane. And they'll say it really loud and clear. And then they'll get up and they'll move away. They'll start coughing and clearing their throat for hours on end. Uh, Tell me I'm a psycho when I'm just walking by saying, good morning, I'm going to the 13th floor. Oh, she's a psycho. She's strange. In other words, uh, you are working with a bunch of eight-year-olds in adult clothing. Yes. Yes. And then when I get paid, they say, you know, I don't know if we should work with Corinne again. Uh, she's a psycho. And then the other guy will scream out, a psycho! And then I'll collect my pay and I'll come back the very next day. And that's how it is. Awful. Said, I'm sorry. Awful. The original question you were asking about telling relatives about it, I do have some input if it's okay. Um, I'm cautious about that with friends and with relatives because I know that the people I would talk to wouldn't ha- wouldn't be able to help me at all. So I keep the relationships I have um, going, but they're going on the you know on a regular basis. As soon as I used to call it the good old days, you know, when you it, this kind of thing was not going on. 
that we don't have to go home and suffer this kind of, you know, this kind of thing going on with us. So I, I, I do, I agree with you about protecting relatives. I think that's important. And I think we can make excuses for uh, what we do if we get targeted more. We'll think, oh, that's because of this or because of that. So we have to be very careful about um, why these people try to psychoanalyze these idiots anyway, doing what they're doing to us. I don't want to be in their heads, period. So if, you know, that's because I, I did something bold yesterday uh, because I did that. They're, they're punishing me because of this. They're going to target you no matter what, like someone said. But I do, I try to protect uh, friends and relatives. And uh, some of them know that the world is uh, having trouble because most of them are Christians. But they don't know this particular thing. It's just not time yet. I don't believe for them to be opened up to something personally until the public is actually opened up to it. And that would reduce any danger that I might be imposing upon them. It's just out of love. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, that those are good thoughts and you know, I don't I don't know, like if, if I could go back after what they've done to my parents, especially my dad, like if I could go back and maybe not make videos, um I, I don't know what I would do. I, I guess I would still do it because I wouldn't know. Um, if I knew that it was directly from that, I wouldn't have made videos, you know, from what they did well, to my dad. Um, well, but you can't know. The, the point is you can't know would they have just done that to him anyway, um, yeah. no matter what I did. Um, and I guess that's the point. That's kind of what Lonnie's saying. We can't psychoanalyze. We can't figure out, oh, if I do this, well, they'll be nice to me if I do this. Because they're trying to condition us into believing something. It's not really them. They're just like, okay, well, if she does this, we'll we'll kind of go easy on her. But if she doesn't, we're going to torture her hard to make her think something's going on, to make her make connections, you know, to make him or her make connections. I think they play games with us, so it's it's not like... None of what they do is set in stone. They might go off at you, go off on you at any time, no matter how much you're not doing. Um, they may, um, you know, not torture you that much, even if you're doing a bunch of activism. They're crazy, you know. I guess that's the bottom line: is they're insane. So you can't really, you, know, you can figure out patterns, but you can't figure out like, okay, what's the what's the score here? Uh, how does this work? You can you can only and I look think at that, patterns. And I think, honestly, Kyle, it's a good thing. The fact that we can figure out their psychotic minds and we question how you can be that sick and disgusting onto human beings, I think that's a very good thing. I think it shows your character, that you have values, that you have morals, and that you have ethics. You have a foundation with good family, good friends, and that you can't fathom this because it's not your makeup. It's not who you are. And I think that's a really great thing. I always thank God when I'm being burned, I'm being V2K'd, I'm harassed and I'm stalked, and I'm feeling absolutely like shit from it. And I walk out and I look up at the church and I say, thank you, God. I'm glad I'm not them. I really am. I'm happy that I'm not them. I actually can put a smile on my face because I know I'm not them. I could Mm -hmm. never be that in my life. 
And I question these things because it's an innocence. I fathom how, how you could be so disgusting onto a human being on this earth. And I actually think it's a good thing. And I always say to God, I think they will burn more than me. <laughs> I think they'll burn uh, way more than any of us. I don't think we'll burn at all. But, I mean, that, it is true. They, well, they no, are I'm, here I'm, in our I'm, world. I burn now, but I think when they drop dead, they're going to burn way more than I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I burn pretty bad, so. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Carl, mm-hmm. are you going to stay open a little longer? I think so. Um, I think we're having a pretty good conversation. and um, okay, good, yeah. Because I probably, yeah. I don't know, I... I I go on Derek's calls, but I don't stay on long. Um, I never get to talk, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll I'll stay here if you know the others want to also. Yeah, we might just kind of see how this works. You know, if people want to stay and we're talking, we'll just we'll we'll go ahead till the end of the call. I oh, think is there it's anything gonna... that the the girl wants to talk about? Because she said that she didn't get to talk much on Derek's call. Is there uh, anything that you'd like to talk about on your call? Oh, no, nothing. Before you get started, I just want to say thank you very much. I really have to go. But thank okay. you very much. Oh, okay. Thanks for coming. Come uh, Wednesday nights, too, um, same time. I, it's hit or miss because my perps try to make it so that I can't get through. Ah. I got you. They do that to me too. <laughs> I barely yep. got on my own call earlier. <laughs> and I am not a tech-minded person. I mean, I I don't have the experience and training with the tech stuff, so I'm like usually lost. Yeah, yeah, me too. I I, I end up just turning the computer off and turning it back on, closing windows, reopening them, you know, things like that. So. But thank you for coming. And please come to other calls if you can. I yeah, do they... want to be. Thank you very much again. Bye-bye. Have a good night now. Thank you. Sue? Yeah. Can you hear me? Sue, why, does, why doesn't Derek let you talk? Um, it's not that he doesn't let me. It's just, um, I mean, I don't even... <laughs> I don't know. I, I can't explain it. It's, uh, I get on, I can sit there for an hour and not really feel like a part of it. Yeah. And then, and, um, yeah, I, think I, I mean, I, I probably could talk. I mean, a couple of times I have, but a lot of times I might have to get unmuted. It might be like an hour, two hours to wait. And um, I feel like, uh, I don't know, I seem to get more out of these smaller calls. That maybe maybe that's it, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, some reason over the years, I just haven't felt like a big connection with him, or it's like diminishing connection with him personally. Um, I never had a connection with him. I was trying to be nice (laughs) It's okay I'm going to say it I never had a connection with him Oh, okay Yeah, I mean You know, we have A lot of us, you know, we've been in this for a long time And 
Um, yep. You know, with a lot, of, some of us have valuable information that doesn't get transmitted to some of the calls, and I get, you know, I can't say, I can't say the reason. I just think there are some people we connect with and some that we don't, and we just have to go with it, you know, and not fight it. I'm not yeah. I'm trying not to fight it. Just go with what works. Yeah, and I kind of think like I mean he's been doing this for so long, yeah, and we're yeah. at such a point where we really we really need to get fired up. And I'm not saying like I mean I'm really tired too, but I mean he's been doing it for years and years and years until he even fall asleep on the calls. I'm not like <laughs> trying to badmouth him, but it's I like know. we we gotta you know we're at a point where if we push um. You know, we we can get through this. Like, you know, I just I watch Doctor Horton just pushing, and she's making stuff happen. Um, yeah. And then it's like Derek calls. We're kind of just doing the same old, same old in a place where I feel like we've got to do something more. You know, we can't just keep talking about like, you know, yeah, how bad this is. We can talk about that too, but you know, and I don't know. I'm not saying it's his fault. You know, he's been doing it for so many years. Oh yeah, he's probably tired, and I, you know, I can understand that, but I don't understand. For instance, as a moderator, okay, Okay. if you see somebody's handle in your chat room that's like totally inappropriate, and I won't say words or names, but if the handle or the email address is totally inappropriate or vulgar, you know that's a perp. Why don't why don't they get muted? Why do they, you know, why are they allowed to say anything they want? You know, um, you know that they're there to harass us. But I don't see him taking control of those kind. And those are just little things. The mm-hmm. bigger things that kind of bother me are, for instance, uh, people like Huggy Bear who bought that two thousand dollar necklace mm-hmm. and got absolutely mm-hmm. nothing but ripped off. Oh, um, that's all faulty here. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. And that, that there were others, and for some reason, he's the one that introduced that to the community without really checking it out. And I feel like I would have been a lot more of a... Um, I'm very protective of innocent people and animals. I'm very innocent, and I will stand up against anything that looks like even a shade of gray of uncertainty, you know, until I'm sure that it's for good, Mm -hmm. for the good. And he just lets stuff like that come in, take over, people spend money, and he doesn't, like, never really accountable. He doesn't have to be, I guess, or he should be, but I don't know. That's my opinion. Um, Yeah, you're responsible for 100 people per call, and those people were coming to me for advice, I'd say, you know, let's wait it out and see. You know, let's yeah. see the results. Yeah. Well, what concerned me, too, um, the other night somebody asked about, you know, wasn't there anything that could get rid of the tinnitus? And um, he, he paused and he said, well, uh, gosh, I don't know. And then he went and looked up some other thing, but it wasn't, um, it, it wasn't Dave Case's CD. I didn't yeah. say anything that night. I thought, I'm not going to blast this open, but it just bothered me. Yes, there is something that can be done, and we're finding well, it was that it, success. It yeah. was that um, private investigator. Oh, yeah. Um, yes. 
It was like yeah, the plugs that look like all tear a whole house plugs. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. I'll tell you my quick story. I um, had just uh, realized that I was a targeted individual at the age of 33 years old. And by the age of 34, I couldn't believe it. And I called FFCHS organization and I got Derek. Dirk was too busy to take my call, and I set up an appointment with him to talk to somebody for the very first time of being harassed, stalked, and burned for the last year. And he never called me back. He never took the appointment that I made with him on that hour. And when I called him again, he never returned my calls. And I was devastated. And I had to reach out to Kathy Meadows, spend $190 on four-hour sessions to find out what the hell was going on. And that's I my that story too. with Derek. Yeah. That's what I, I yeah. talked to her. She was the first person I called at FFCHS. And I never supported expensive. him again. I never supported him again because that was a very, very hard time for me. Very hard time. And I have to say, Kathy Meadows came through, but I certainly paid for it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, she's a counselor and she charges for time. Like, yeah. But um, the thing, I mean, here's another little thing. And it's just a piece, but okay. So four months ago, I invited all the moderators to learn about. FCC, the new calling center, and he didn't answer, you know, he didn't, like, respond. And then I'm watching him week after week fumble around with the features that I could have shown him in an hour, Um, you know, like, he just, you know, refused. I was offering help. Great. Here's what we can do. I can show you how to do this. But um, he wasn't going to do... He was just going to stay on talk show. That's the understanding. Uh-huh. And then when he decided to come over to free conference call, then it was like just fumbling around with people getting hung up and not knowing how to use the chat and how do you get, you know, how do you mute, how do you, you know, all the basic stuff. So I just felt like, okay, you don't want my help. You know, that's fine. Um, right. You know, but I was... Well, I, I, it was four months ago that I offered that. Could have been on board. He could have been practicing the whole time and have it, you know, professional by by now. Well, yeah. given this, um, he cares, but he doesn't care at the same time. How about that? <laughs> because he cared enough I, that he took my call, and then we set up an appointment, and I was so excited, and I was finally allowed to, you know, say something that I hadn't said in a year to anybody in my entire life of what was happening to me. And then he never showed up, and then I called and called, and he never uh, returned my calls. And then I said, well, who's this Kathy Meadows gal? You know, let me try her out. I have to pay for it, but I have to tell somebody I can't hold this in any longer. So he cares, but he doesn't care at the same time. That's how I felt. Mm-hmm. He's there, yeah, but I he's guess, not. 
it's probably, you know, he's probably burned out um, to some degree of listening to the stories, you know. Um, mm-hmm. you know thousands of people come well, on. He shouldn't have taken the appointment. He shouldn't have. I I remember that time in my life. I'm 39 now, but let me tell you, when I was 33 years old and I had just going through this and and having this thrown on me without anybody to speak to about it or what to say or what to do or who to go to, and I was constantly going to the police department and I said, Never in my life was I at a police station, and here I am five times at a police station in three months um, with break-ins and people writing the most vulgar, disgusting things you can imagine all over my home. My home. Um, You know, and he wasn't there. So I, I never supported him. I never gave him money. I never listen to his calls. I won't go on his talk show or wherever he goes. Um, I'm not a fan of him, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, I don't know. Um, You know, we just get by with what we can, and people shouldn't make appointments if they're not going to show up. I agree, and I would never do that to somebody, especially if you're having anxiety or depression or confusion. I would never... I oh, never that was... Yeah, that was a long, you know, a long time ago. And uh, yeah. and then I called back twice, and then after the second time, I said, well, I don't want to get annoying on the guy, you know? Yeah. And I yeah. started to mull over the website, and I saw... Um, Kathy Meadows' name, and I said, "Well, who, who I is asked, Kathy? Who is Kathy Meadows, and how did you get in Kathy touch Meadows with her?" Was, uh, Kathy, Kathy Meadows was on um, the fchs dot org um, website, and she was uh, she was on what? She was on the ffchs dot org website. Oh and really? She, yeah. Okay. And I talked to her was, too. And her her name was on there, and she had spoken that she was a psychologist and she had a master's degree in the field, and she was also a targeted individual, and that she could help people in a positive way. And I responded to that because I really, truthfully, at at that at that age, um, when this all started six years ago, I really needed someone to talk to. And um, did you did you Sarah, check out her Sarah's credentials? Wasn't doing it to me. <laughs> did Sarah's you check out her credentials? Well, she, she does uh, have a link uh, to her resume, and I I did see a resume. If, if so her credentials that's... are good. I did have somebody check them out. You did her credentials? Yeah. yeah. That's probably why he didn't respond to you. Because he probably was hoping you would go to her. Well, I did, and I uh, I why, spoke with her yeah, right. quite and a bit. That, that's why he didn't respond to you. Do you understand? You wanted him to respond to you, right? And he didn't. Well, I made I made an appointment with him uh, to to speak with him actually, and okay. uh, he didn't he didn't come. He he didn't. That's why. 
He wanted you I, to go to Kathy Meadows. He was feeding her. Well, I, I wish he would have let me know that because at the time it was really hard. And I had to look around and fish around for somebody that I could trust and say this to without, without now, a problem. I could, now, i got to say this. I could be wrong, okay? But that's my gut feeling about that. That's just nothing I can prove, blah, blah, blah. Okay? But that's my feeling. Um I've known Derek an awful long time. And I used to get mad at people who came into his call and would talk utter nonsense. I mean, off-the-wall bullshit. You know, one, one woman used... And, and what used to make me even angrier was that he would let these people get on there. Now, we don't mind somebody having a spiel. It was a good way to expel energy and anger and anything else you have. Get a lot of the stress out of you. But, I mean, he would let the some crazy woman get out of there and talk about her bones melting for, like, hours. No, this was a private call that I set up with him. Um, this wasn't a call with lots of people. This was a private call that I was supposed to speak with him. No, but what Memoir is talking about, it's still going on, like, he will let just people jabber on for hours without a point, which uh, uh, is not... Pretty- about nothing. About nothing related to targeting. Nothing. Yeah, they I mean, just nonsense. Yeah. Like, um, I heard a T.I. the other night that just um, it was saying how there was fetal tissue in Pepsi. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I I read later, this other TI did some investigative work on it and said that, yes, it did happen 20 years ago once. <laughs> and I don't even know then, you know, but I mean. <laughs> yeah, I have to prove that. But, yeah, but what about the PI, like Kyle was mentioning, and, I, you know, he gets on, he's going to do a bug sweep of your house, but he wants $10,000 to make the appointment. You know, yeah, right? I like, think. how many TIs have $10,000? Well, that's what they're here fishing for. My water was of, left for that. <laughs> a lot of these people come in here, like uh, uh, Annie Caspar. She's promising this UN thing. And it was supposed to be over in uh, 10 people. She got 10 people. And now it's continuing and continuing, continuing. But she asked right away up front for a GoFundMe or with the other one, yeah, or PayPal or whatever it is, uh, for superfood. And I'm like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, I'm not sending you money to feed your fat ass. I'm really sorry. <laughs> no way. So right there, it got my attention, and it, it was total bullshit. And I still oh. think it's bullshit because she's still got it going. Everybody's trying to sell something. Well, it seems like it. Now, someone mentioned the necklace, the huggy bear. What was that? Was that Magnus's necklace? Yeah, Yeah, that was $2,100 for a necklace that came uh, with some psychic, you know, uh, from somebody doing something considered quantum, I don't know. Anyway, $2,100. 
the thing the necklace came in the mail in a plastic baggie, which you could buy you know a hundred for a dollar. I mean, it wasn't protected. It had no protection. It had no seal. It was not not a box. It probably wasn't even insured. And there's no refund. They they cannot get a refund on that. So twenty one hundred dollars later, no result. And, uh, a necklace that you could probably get at a thrift store, you know. Uh, oh, that's you know. terrible to hear. That is so terrible because yeah. he he represents some of the GI community, and he's been in it for quite a while, and says a lot of things on videos. And then to do that and not have it end up with any results is just. How long huh. has she had it? I I want to at least give it three months. Beautiful. Yeah, you know, she'll probably be on another call this week. Uh, you can ask her. I think it's uh, only been a couple of weeks. Um, uh, only had wow. it for a couple of weeks, and she said her targeting got worse as soon as she got it. You know, so. Oh, that's so, really. I probably so messed with her. Like, they probably backed off. Like, okay, yeah, let her spend the money, and then when she gets it, we'll hammer her. You know, and then she'll be so full of regret. You know, and then, well, I don't know. And she's not the only one. There's a few other people who have said that she's just the one that mm-hmm. about it. I thought, I thought Ella mentioned at one time she was going to get one, too. Oh, no. Tell everybody to back I don't know off if she did or not. Huh? Back, tell everybody to back off of it. It's not. Back off of what? The, the necklace. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't going to buy one in the first place. I knew it was bullshit. I told everybody it was bullshit, and they didn't listen to me. I said, I ain't buying that. (laughs) Forget it. I mean, you could just smell it, (laughs) you know. This is bullshit. A little tiny necklace is going to protect me from what I'm hit with. Are you kidding me? I'm going to need a whole Faraday cage three Faraday cages in one because they use acoustic ELF, EMP, and everything else they can throw at me. But that's you know? why she can afford it. You know, they're going to just give me a necklace? Give me a break. Come on, people. And it wasn't even, it you wasn't even put, like, it was on a string. I mean, if you look at this thing, this is what I did. I, I just went to the website to look at the product. It was on a string. It was like a piece of shell. On a string. I mean... Yeah, I've seen that, it. That didn't look very impressive to me. didn't have any diamonds in it. didn't have any stones. I mean, I think it was a shell, like abalone. And abalone is one of the cheapest things you can buy at a gemstone, you know. Do you know my wedding ring is less money than that? <laughs> I know. My, my wedding no, ring is less money than that. Uh-huh. And your wedding ring is going to last a lot longer. You know, I, no I, you know, and I, I, I was like, I heard about it, but I said the lawyer costs a little bit less than Magnus <laughs> Olsen's necklace, and I'd rather have the lawyer. That's funny, yeah. I mean, no, but like when Memoir is saying, I mean, if you have the money, you maybe you could get a Faraday cage. I mean, really? Yeah. Uh, size of a small room or something. Yeah. You know you know how to get... A, see, Faraday cages are um, energy specific. 
If you're getting hit with acoustics, you've got to get something to protect you from acoustics. If you're going to get hit with ELF, you've got to have that protection. EMP, same thing. And whatever else is they throw at you, you've got to know what it is. And and if you don't, you know, the perps will just move from one to the other and it won't work for you anyway. So if you want to find out a Faraday cage, how to build one, um, go to, like, call MIT, uh, some of the microwave laboratories. I have not done this. I have been wanting to do this for years, and I have not done it, and I could kick myself in the ass for it. Um, Go to the microwave. Call the microwave lab. Ask them what they use to protect against microwaves. I mean, these things oh, go through the walls, but they gotta, but they gotta, they can't go through their lab wall. They'll kill everybody in the campus. I'm sorry. Yeah, they what did probably you say? Special rooms for that. But I wonder if Amazing One has uh, some new things like that. I haven't looked there for a while. Um, I wouldn't buy. I bought something from him, and it was a homemade job. I paid a hundred bucks for it. So that that taught me right there. Um, I don't want a homemade job for a hundred bucks made out of PVC pipe. Oh. Yeah. Well, an amazing I, I, one. I, you could you could maybe reproduce something if you know how to build. Well, he's got plans, yeah. But do they work? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Oh. So. I know a lot of people have complained that he should have been reported to the FBI, but I think he stays within his bounds. They haven't shut him down yet. And I I have a feeling people have called in and reported him. Now, the guys that cheated me out of thousands of dollars when all this began, they were from California. And they, they had a website. Underground Unlimited Electronics was the name of it. And they told, I met another TI on the Yahoo website who told me what was going on with me. And he told me these two guys could maybe help me. So I went into their website. Now, they really had weapons. They had, I forget the name of it. It was some sort of a gun. And then they had a CD that you could um some some uh software you could send to somebody's computer that would suck it up and then they also had um oh things they could do to other people various devices that would that were real weapons and they were selling them so i printed out their um catalog and i took it to the fbi and i showed it to them and they shut him down because oh. they were going off the net within days. Anyway, I'm sure I'm boring you, and I apologize. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm just I'm thinking I want to apologize to anybody who's listening for any negativity that I've just put out there. Um, it's coming out of my protective nature for the TI community, and... Um, you know, I zero in on scams really quickly, and I just feel a little indignant for any kind of 
promotion that is meant to take advantage. I mean, yeah, I just have to realize there's there's nothing you can do to protect yourself from from these guys. I was told this very early that no matter what you do, what you come up with, they go around it, they go under it, they go through the cracks, they go any way that they possibly can to get to you. I think that's part of the game. I'm sure. I'm sure of that. But I just, I'm just saying, like, what I'm referring to is a trend of people who want to take advantage of a desperate, you know, mm-hmm. community, target community. And when they right. Say, you know, and that's the thing that makes, that's what ruffles my feathers is that, you yeah. know, I, they, go, yeah. they go right up when I hear somebody trying to scam a thing out of innocent, traumatized people. And that's just not right, but, you know. Well, that's whole... another thing is that I used to, um, there was a big Greg Dimash. You ever hear of him? Mm, not really. I don't know. Oh, it came on Derek's call. It was a big thing. Um, Greg Dimash, he's got an FBI agent friend. He's got a lawyer. He only needs, uh, everything is free. Just send in your resumes, blah, blah, blah. hundred people at least sent it in, blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, he only wants a few bucks from you. He only needs some money to give to the lawyer. Send him some money. People oh, yeah. sent him money. Yeah. And the lawyer never got it. Then uh, me and a couple of other women were like, what's going on here? So one of the one of my good friends um, went and investigated. She called the lawyer. The lawyer never heard of him. Well, he heard of him, but he was not doing anything with him, and he was not his lawyer. Oh. End of story. Oh. So yeah. Greg walked off with money, and I oh. saw him on the Internet ha- hustling another TI, and he comes on under different names. Oh, gosh. See, and that's a good, that's another example of people just saying, oh, look, here's another victim that I could take advantage of. And, you know, you see scammers on the street, and they just found a whole other people who are desperate enough to send money when there's no guarantee, there's no money back, there's no, there's no paperwork, there's nothing, you know. There's nothing. Well, after, after, after that, I, I found out that it was bullshit. I went and I hassled Derek. Get this guy off your call. He's a crook. Derek ignored me. Then Joe Dixon got on there and supported Greg Gamash. And I went after Joe. And then Joe wrote this video of me and this other GI that did the research on his page or something about how awful we were and how we were after him and we were putting down Greg Gamash and Derek, and the guy turned out to be a crook, which is what we knew he was. And um, so you you got to be careful. You can't <coughs> give anybody money. I If I give money, I give very small amounts, like $20 here, maybe, maybe $20 here, $10 here, very tiny amounts. Yeah. You don't like but, it too bad. <laughs> you want to see product and you want to see results. You know, not just somebody else 
okay, you know, there's there's a bunch of outstanding names. I'm thinking of another guy who's on a call who wants to sell you a four thousand dollar service to run some frequencies in your house. Like that's going to do anything. Yeah, it really won't. No you better off with a wire on overt harassment and stalking. Well, I've I've contributed to to Mike Mason, but very small amounts. Oh, Mike no. Mason. No, he's you know he's a good guy. I mean, if I had any income, I'd donate. But uh, no, I don't get a disability check or anything. So well, he only wants two thousand dollars, and he wants to buy an audio spotlight, and that's fine with me. But um, I told him. I said, if you're cheating us, I says, I'm going to track you down and kill you. <laughs> I'm sure you will. Yeah. Just keep that in mind. I said, <laughs> I will have people all over this country looking for you. Yeah, yeah. So, you know. Uh, he's joking. definitely not cheating us. Mike, I mean, he, it's taken a long time to get the funds for it. But once he gets it, I mean, he's going to try and build awareness and But the only thing that I worry about with his product is how is he going to show the public? That's the only thing. I mean, we can go out and see videos. Yeah, right. He can make a video with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He can make a video. I'm giving to Mike regardless because I like him a lot. (laughs) And and I I made sure to give to him because I really trust him and I really like him. But, yeah. like, I also have to think of the overt harassment and stalking and that a lawyer can actually see and hear that, you know? Well, you can invite him to court. Invite him to go to court <laughs> with you. Well, he, hey, you guys. said you were looking for me, somebody, so you found me. Here's right. the man What's himself. <laughs> there <laughs> he is. There he is. My. What? Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, no, there's nothing. There's nothing. Uh, everything's on the up and up. I've got a lot of different uh, uh, paths that I can take with it. I'll try and take as many paths with it for validation and and demonstration as I can. But it, it's a, it's an out of the box um, piece of technology. It is. We it can use right is. away. I don't have to fool around with it. There's no ifs, ands, or buts, and, and let's go. That's all I'm interested in to show other I, people. To show I other people. Off when I sent off the sixty-five. They charged my card five times, my husband's card five times. Yes, but it wasn't that, it wasn't you. It wasn't no, you that it no. that charged it five times. It was through uh via PayPal. You're the and only I was, one I that, that, that that's happened that. to. Yeah. And they did yeah. correct it. They did correct it. Okay. All right, good. You know, because the other per- the person who has the I, account for all that she she made sure it was corrected. I don't know if you, she's on tonight. You know that work, and you know the technological field of it, and how to right. operate it, and how to right. make it work. There's and nothing to it. How to anybody can, can do it. And that's right. great. Can. But in in my situation, it's like I want to get them on what people can actually hear and see, and that yours is like the cherry on top, like the extra added bonus, you know, that kind of thing. It's just something that will show some show people a simulation of what we would have to go through. It's harder that, to prove, I, I have to say. It's it, proof it, that there's stuff out there that can do this in a very limited commercial to way to begin with, and so there's got to be other stuff in addition to that. So, yeah. 
Mike, did you ever listen to that um, video on YouTube by Eleanor White explaining how this technology works, B2K? And she also called it something else, and I can't remember the second name. But I I learned an awful lot from her. She had schematics and everything, but I learned an awful lot about the technique of B2K from that that I didn't know. But that's you because it's happening to you, and this is what people don't realize about schematics and the U.S. Patent Office. Just because something is registered with the U.S. Patent Office, a device or a process or anything else that they have there does not mean that it necessarily has to work in order to get the patent or that it's even possible to construct the way uh, it, it's being um, it's being outlined. Oh, no, 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 no. She she built this herself. I've never she, heard of, I, I've never heard that anything about that, no. She built this herself to prove that this technology worked. But why didn't she, yeah. is there any way that people can get a hold of how that was put together? I don't know. <laughs> but I know the schematics and everything is right there on YouTube. And um, she has like four or five pages that she explains. You know how we've always said that V2K, the growth of walls, has to be two frequencies? Yeah. She explains that. She explains yeah. it explicitly for V2K and how right. it does work. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. But um, she even gives out the hertzes and everything. Well, there's oh. there's a lot of people who, who would be able to, to look at that and put it together. I don't know why they never did. Well, I, I'm going to go back and listen to it again, and I'll send you the link. Yeah, you do that. Okay. Absolutely. Because uh, I think that it'd be important. I'm hoping to have you come here, and I will take you to court with me. That's what I'll I want. I'll go wherever, wherever, and and it's not just it's not going to be mine because the money is from everyone. So it's not going to be mine to just use. I mean, it could be shipped to other people, or if they other people decide that it's it's helpful to raise more money to get another system or in different parts of the country, this can be used all over the place, at least for, for demonstration purposes and for hopefully to develop countermeasures until this is all wiped out. I'll feed you like a king. <laughs> I'm not a fancy eater anymore. I gave all that up. Now it's all basic stuff. But yeah, that's, that's how I, I eat clean food. Yeah. You know, basic no, no more uh, fa fancy stuff or even uh, middle shelf stuff now. It's uh, whatever, but I appreciate it. Yeah, go look and okay. send it to me, and I'll I'll try to pass. I'll pa definitely pass it on to other people. There's lots of other people that could put that together in less than a week. Great. Yeah, Eleanor White. She she knew her stuff. I'll tell you. Uh, 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 what's his name? You know, who, I'm trying to think of his name. It's such an easy name. Dave Case, yeah, I'm sure he could do it, or any of these other people that, that do all this technical stuff. I'm, I'm sure if they looked at it, they could find materials or go and buy them and, and try it. Yeah. Okay. I'll get it to you. Sure. Great. Let, Thanks. Let the other ladies talk to you about your 
ambitious project. <laughs> it's not, it's not, look, it's not, not that ambitious. It's, it took a lot longer to get it that, that money than I thought it would. And there's no. I think no that's a big it. deal, though. I think that's a really big deal. And you, you know what I suggest you do is lay out a a plan for this. Absolutely. Phase one, phase two. Phase three, exactly what you're going to do with it. Who you're going to see if you can talk to people now about I going to visit them. Already, I have two other people that uh, uh, actually are towards actually towards your neck of the woods that are I'm, we're planning to do something together as, at the beginning with this, and a couple other things. You mean experimentation? No, not yet. For countermeasures, yes, but also we're planning to get together and use this and other things for for public demonstration and outreach and for uh, demonstration and validation, whether in, in legal proceedings or for law enforcement or the mental health community. Well, you put my name on that list, huh? Well, you'll be right there. You're not going to be far away from there. We'll be going that way. Yeah, well, just put my name on the list. Make sure because I, I want you to I want to set it up and get it going. Um, I sent you a link to Catherine Horton. I know. I'm wa- I'm watching it now. Okay, she's a very interesting. I think this is one of her best um, videos. And she calls for actually a kind of uh, well, what she's talking about on this one. I won't take up a lot of time just trying to tell you that she's saying that the Swiss. Um, Security authorities have received her files that she sent to them and have actually responded to her and said that they've blows, got multiple complaints. Blows me away. That's the first yeah. one. Blows got me away. multiple complaints from the, the federal uh, security authorities about the same thing that she's talking about, people with, with so-called microwave voices and uh, these other tactics, and they, uh, you know, admit it. And uh, lots of other things. And she's kind of calling for what she terms a bounty hunt, you know, oh, not, mis- yeah. not kind of like in the, the old Simon uh, Wiesenthal, uh, you know, uh, style. That if you see people that are going, that are heavily in or involved in this in any way, that you should somehow um, let, not only let that be known, which is what a lot of people do, but a bounty hunt for information and for and for the validation of your uh, and documentation of your personal experience, so that people can start having more and more court proceedings. I think it's a breakthrough, a big breakthrough, and nobody's aware of it but you and me. <laughs> it's it's a long one. It's about it's a little over an hour. That's and it's just I I think it was just posted. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, was, no, I watched that one too, guys. And also, I was telling people at the beginning of my show, uh, the oh, TI forum. Yeah. Uh, TI forum um, on um, World Beyond Belief. It's an interview with Dr. Horton, um, Ramola, and Karen Stewart um, by, I forget who the interviewer is, but it's all of them, and they're they're basically creating this little coalition of... Um, oh, Ella. Ella, I think, was on that. Oh, no, they did. They were on her call, too. Um, oh, wow. But there's one on YouTube. There's a te- Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're talking to everybody. Karen Stewart Ramola and and Doctor Gordon. Is this tonight? No, it's on YouTube. It's a YouTube interview. It's called Ti Forum. Oh, I didn't uh, on, see that. Yeah, on World Beyond Belief, and it's Karen Stewart, Doctor Horton, and Ramola just talking about kind of their plans and how where they plan going from here. They're they're starting some stuff. 
Ti Forum, huh? Uh huh. Look up Ti Forum. Yeah, I think you'll find it. I can well, if you're on the internet, can you send it? Can you send that information somewhere? Yeah. Uh, you want me to put it in the chat room or? Oh, I want you to send it to the White House and Fox News, Hannity, people who might pick up on it. No. Um, Okay. They're doing stuff right now. I know they've gotten some patents from us, but if there's information on really, you know, uh, substantial stuff. You want him to send it to who? The White House. She already I'm... did. Ramola already did, and she ended up in bed for two weeks, and so did Catherine Horton, and so did I, and so did a couple other female uh, targets. Severely beaten. So she okay. already sent it to the White House. Well, she sent a letter. She sent okay. a letter. About, she's talking yeah. about. Well, she's, <laughs> just, was, she's talking about. What? She's talking about the video. Send it out to to news agencies in the White House. Yeah, that's fine. But stay away from the White House. Please. Yeah. It's not just the White House. The news. There are a few news people who might listen. You know, Fox is going kind of crazy right now, but Hannity's one who I think would listen. But, you know, there's you. You can see yourself. Anybody on the Internet ought to do that. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's my microwave. <laughs> Speaking of microwave. Yeah, did y'all see Stephen Colbert's uh, little take on the night Put show? Put your head in there and see if you can talk to the president. No, I haven't yeah. seen that one. <laughs> yeah, he was making fun of what, um, I, I forget her name every time. What did he time. say? Um, he, cause, cause what's her name? Uh, I keep calling her Kathy Ann. What's her, well, Kellyanne. Kellyanne was talking about microwaves that turn into cameras. And so Stephen Colbert, a lot of the late night shows did jokes about it. And he actually had a microwave cooking a hot pocket and he has the camera inside the microwave, you know, filming him. And he puts his head in there, like as he's eating the hot pocket and he's like, Obama, I just wanted to tell you, I love you. You know, just doing this kind of joke about it. Um, because she said it wrong, and then they grabbed it and just, you know, totally made fun of her. Uh, didn't look into what it really meant. Hmm. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty shitty. Mm-hmm. Do you know I just walked past a really nice place that I sometimes frequent, the wine bar in the city, and two girls screamed out, you're a weird girl, Corinne. Really? <laughs> really? Just, just yell back kidding. and say, it's better than being stupid. <laughs> well, it's better than being stupid, and, and you got to be a really sick fuck to stalk and harass somebody. I mean, is that what you do with your day? Awful. But know it. That's what they do. Really sick fuck people. Mm-hmm. I I thought 1944 was long done with. Mm-hmm. I mean, they used to give us the Jews many years ago. Yeah, I, I could have never predicted that people would go back to this sort of behavior, and it's even worse because it's so no. anonymous. You would think that they would spend time at Jenny Craig instead of focusing on uh, innocent people walking their dogs. Mm-hmm. 
Well, it's 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 sad to know that some people like we if we had our lives back we would just we would write we would go to work we would do our own thing. I oh, mean, we have absolutely. creativity. Absolutely. These people have nothing. They have nothing to offer. They they like getting into no, people's business. They're empty. This is it yeah. for them. It, it actually makes them feel popular, and it makes them feel important. Which is really uh, psychopathic tendencies to abuse and harass innocent people, and that make you feel good or important. It really makes you a psychopath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what they do. But yeah, I was just walking sunny, and I was listening to. Um, uh, memoir, I think that that was the one. Uh, I'm sorry, what? About Michael's gift um, that he's bringing to everybody and, and doing. And then all of a sudden, this uh, lady yells out, Corinne, you're a weird girl. <laughs> and I mean, I, I'm, I'm just literally walking my dog on the phone, um, just walking down the street. And they're literally harassing and stalking me. Oh, yeah. No, my name. You're a strange one, I know. Mike, you have that happen to I you a lot. you don't call you? my name. And who do you think you are that you can call my name and get away with that? Who made you think that that was okay? Really sick. I, I certainly would never be in a bar at this hour and be caring about somebody on the street to try to hurt them. Never. Uh-uh. But she was a fat fuck, as usual. They usually are. And they don't look at what they need to do or improve their own lives, but try to destroy others. You got to yell back at those people. Uh, I mean, maybe not say anything bad, but just say like, "Hey, do I know you? My name's Corinne. It look, it seems like you're talking to me," and they'll back down. Those people are cowards. They're spineless. You know, they will back down. Be like, "My name's Corinne. You can't be talking to me because I don't know y'all. Is there something I can do for you?" Y'all, yeah. where are you from, Kyle? I'm from Louisiana. Y'all is how oh my I say. god, y'all! Mm-hmm. I love saying y'all. Yeah, I, I, I type y'all. I type I love y'all this in stuff. Text. Is that yeah. Carly? Mm-hmm. Sounds like Carly. No, it's a uh, memoir. Oh, okay. yeah. I love this stuff. I liked it before this. <gasps> it was great. I'd go to uh, Louisiana, Texas, um, you know, Florida. I was all around down the down this down south. But everywhere I go down now down south, I get gang stalked. First thing I do is hit a Waffle House and get get grits. Yeah, grits. I got some grits with my dad just a week ago. They don't make good grits up here. I've never eaten grits up here. But boy, I'll tell you, I remember the flavor of them, and I just love grits. I love. It. They have them at McDonald's down here. You are kidding? Mm-hmm. They have wow. grits at McDonald's. Are they serve them with pancakes? Well, yeah. I mean, you can get them with pancakes, but you got to get a lot of butter. Get a lot of butter and salt and pepper. 
And then you got some good grit. I can't believe they serve grits there. Mm-hmm. Uh, KFC. Yeah. KFC have uh, fried okra. You yeah. Yeah, oh. fried. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it fried, but I've seen it boiled, and that stuff is nasty. That's what we have in our in our gumbo. Uh, my grandma put um, okra that's it's all slimy and stuff. Ugh. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> so good. Oh my god, it's like eating snot. <laughs> yeah, that's you're really good. I mean, what does it does it melt into the gumbo or can you see it? Ugh. You can see it. You can oh, see it, no, and it no. adds a, it adds a kind of uh, slimy texture to the gumbo. <laughs> no thanks. Yeah. Ugh, really that good. stuff is nasty. <laughs> um, I haven't seen my grandma in a while. I gotta go get some of her gumbo pretty soon. Yeah, no, but I love grits. Yeah, grits and what else? I love southern food. Southern food is so good. It's just really different than up here for some reason. I don't know why, but it well, is. The seasoning. I mean, the seasoning's important for southern food too. Like with the uh, crawfish, crawfish etouffee, and like. Oh, I love crawfish. Mm. Mm-hmm. The seasoning. It's how you season that stuff. So I mean, they can do it up north, but I don't think they they have all the seasonings that we do here, and they don't know how how to right. put the seasoning. In. But probably you get good lobster wherever you are. Oh, you betcha. Yeah, see, I love lobster. I have to go to Red Lobster, which is okay. It's lobster. But I'm sure if I go, if I went to Maine or Delaware or something like that. you got to go to the really beaches. Nice. you got to go to the beaches. They usually have like a lobster shack or something like that. And you yeah. can get the best lobster on the beaches in the summertime. Yeah. Lobster sandwiches. Oh my God! Lobster sandwiches. For. I've never had a lobster sandwich. Oh, gonna die for. Oh, <laughs> lobster's my favorite food. That's good. And a, and ask for a frap. A, a frap, like a frappe. A, a frap. No, a frap. It's Vanilla not frap. a milkshake. It's not a milkshake. It's a frap. Is that is a frap. No, if frap is you can get it lots of flavors, but a frap is different than than a milkshake. It's more ice. It's more ice than milkshake, right? No, no, it's really thick and really creamy, and it's yummy. Mmm, that sounds really good. <laughs> yeah, frap is good. No, frap is good. <laughs> you, like, you really set it up there. <laughs> disgusting. Frap. Well, that's what they call that's what they call their drink at McDonald's. You know, their frappes. They have a mocha mocha frappe, and so it's kind of yeah. like a. Like their frappe, their fraps are like um, I don't know what they like. They're like mud. They're that thick. Yeah. But yeah. a frap, a real frap, is like not like that. Yeah, it's no. a little bit. The texture is different. Like I, yeah. I, I, I kind of think well. I love it down here in the summer because you can get really good uh, snow cones and like a um, like a vanilla snow cone or uh, a birthday cake snow cone is like my favorite thing. I go every day during the summer. <laughs> I haven't I haven't done that in two years. I haven't had 
a lot of cash to just throw around. When I started, yeah. when I first started getting targeted, I had tons. I was I was working, you know, I had like two jobs, and I was being targeted because my body could kind of handle it. And now I'm so tired all the time. I, you know, I can barely uh, figure out what I'm going to do with the disability check, like how I'm going to spend it. You know, you know, you know what? Um, uh, I was listening to Horton. At least I think it was her. I can't remember who really who said it, but they said every time you get hit in the head with these microwaves, it destroys, you know, they're experimenting on you, Yeah. but they're destroying mm-hmm. brain cells in the process. Yeah, I mean, so, it's microwaves, it's heating up right? brain tissue, yeah. I mean, definitely, I've, I, they hit right me, away. they specifically hit me in the head, and I guarantee you they're hitting her in the head very hard, because she... And it's not necessarily, I don't know, I mean, I know she's she's very intelligent, but they hit you wherever you think is the most important, like what you really would hate to lose. And my brain and, like, my personality is very, very important to me. It's important to us all. But they exclu- almost exclusively hit me in the head. Um, and it's caused memory problems. Like, I can't think of words. Like, you know, and I know it's kind of... You know, sometimes what they try and do is they try and pump up the electromagnetic frequencies, right, and then hit me in the head because they want me they want me to believe that I'm getting hit in the head so hard that it's causing permanent damage. But then if I def- if I start defending and I get their signals kind of off me or buffered, I'll get it back. You know, I'll get it back. So so what they really try and do to me is hit me in the head real hard and then you know like cover up my visual cortex with an electromagnetic frequency. Or mess with my short-term memory so that I think that I, I have brain damage, you know. Right, um, right, yeah. It, it does yeah. not. I'm I, I'm mentally so tired and different than I was at the beginning of this. Um, I think that, well, I that's just, true of everyone. Yeah, that will yeah. get you. Yeah, yeah, and that's it, true. It, it, what did you say, Mike? That's true of of almost everyone because right. it's, a, it's an ongoing process. It doesn't let up. Uh, you don't really have much to um, to defend against it, <clears throat> and there's several different la- layers of uh, of uh, tactics, whether it's uh, seen or unseen. That can do you very, think, that's wearing on anyone. Do you, you know? do you think that this is um, social engineering? No, no, no. Because, what do you think it is? Look, if it was social engineering, the people that are doing it would be the ones that would be engineered out. Understand? No, not if they wanted an army. Maybe, but I, the, some of the, the majority of people that I see are not the kind that you... <laughs> that have well, it kind of depends army. on what you want for an army. I mean, if you want something that can do what they do, you, you train them that way. I mean... These people are useful to whoever's in charge, I right? Don't, I don't know. I I have my doubts what? only because I see so many types, different types of people from all different types of ages being used in different walks of life. Right. I, do I just too, think it's yes. a bunch of different. I think they're just trying to do a bunch of different. So there's money involved. Then they're trying to experiment with different software as a remote neural you know manipulation. There is a, I where I walk a, a lot of times when it's, not so cold, when, it's, when it's not so cold and windy, there's a place where I walk with Sophie that's on a hill. 
over here, and it's actually an in, I forgot what that's called, like a rehab unit for a nursing home or for a, a retirement uh, community. Now, when the weather is nicer, those people sit up on the hill, which is a nice hill, and they're sitting in their wheelchairs or their walkers or their rollators, whatever you want to call them. And rollators, nice. yeah. <laughs> and, and hey, we might we might have to use one someday. Never know. But, um, but they're out there, and and okay. I, I granted, I do not make any attempt to try to change. Well, I shouldn't have to change the way I look or do whatever. I'm recognizable. So is Sophie. Yada yada. Those people, and I've been in a car even and driven by that same facility, for example. And those people in a car with with. Um, limo tinted windows you know the 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 reflector windows that are all blacked out and uh, those people will all uh, almost like those in, years ago they used to have this thing where there'd be three or four monkeys that would be here no evil see no evil speak no evil or whatever that right and they and you see all these elderly people up there in their wheelchairs and rollators sitting out getting the sun and as soon as i go by with sophie on foot or in the vehicle they'll start doing all that nlp nonsense to me Mm. And if I if I wanted to, I could I could video that daily. That goes on regularly. Throw peanuts at you? No, they no, do, they the, do the, the NLP. They throw give you all those signs and those that. Oh that, oh oh. Yeah. What do and you do back? Laugh to myself. <laughs> They're the ones in the wheelchair. What the hell? <laughs> <I'm> like, what? <laughs> Knock yourself do out. It. You're in the I didn't why don't Mike. why don't why don't you do it back to them? Because it, and it, point to them. Look at what. Look who's doing it. I mean, to yeah. Like, you know, they're not but you know, you're, you're, you're in the wheelchair. You, you're the one. You that, know they have put them. up to it, but you know they have put up to it. That's fine. Let them do it. I, <clears throat> I can either I can choose to pay attention to it or not. And if I do, I'll do it with video. Yeah. Oh, there you the go. Is, I'm not going to do things back to them because that means I'm going to be like that. I don't ever want to be like that. And these people in the in the waning years of their lives have made a decision to do whatever this is because some other moron prompted them to do it and they think it's worthwhile, funny, or anything else. It, to me, it's as funny as if I, I sprayed their um, their brake pads on their on their uh, on their wheelchair. With Pam, <laughs> or or grease them with Vaseline. Hey, Mike, <laughs> Mike, I got a question for you. What? Did you ever see that movie Death Race 2000, the original one? Yes. What is it? What's okay. the movie? <laughs> What's the movie? Death Race. That's great. Remember the part when they they took everybody out of the nursing home and lined them up yeah. for the racers to go for? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's then, called yeah. Death Death Race. Death Race 2000, Sly yeah. Stallone, David Carradine was in it. <clears throat> Never heard of it. 1972. And, and you know these are these are people who, for whatever that that's their choice, it's their whatever you know for now. It's money. It's about they, whatever they it's feel. About right. paid. They found paid. they wanted to opt into that. That's all. That to me it makes uh, that's not my choice. Um, and they do it not surreptitiously, but but very consistently. Uh, and so they've already yeah. told me who they. They've already told me who they are by doing this. I don't have to think anything beyond that point. I want to see a video of that. Absolutely, I'll, show, I'll, I'll do it for you. No problem. Send me a video. Sure. Yeah. Sure. 
the, the point is people are so dumb or, or they're so into it that they don't even care that I'm videoing them behind. Uh, when I ride with my friend, he's, he happens to have an eye problem, so he gets to legally have really, really dark tinted windows. And so they couldn't even tell if I'm videoing them from inside that vehicle or not. They'll still do it anyway. It, it gives me great shots. There you uh, go. And that's what I do. But as soon as they see that car, they recognize that vehicle, and they'll do that too, or lots of people do it. In, in school buses, um, anything. It's just, you know how that goes. And these people yeah. have decided to do whatever that is, even if they want to go on the lie that it's harmless, even if they want to convince each other that lie that it's harmless, because this has been going on for me in this area since 1996. All right, so these people, if there's any purpose to this, that would have happened been over with a long time ago. And I was gone from this area for nine years. So as soon as I came back, it re- restarted with, with not even a breath. There, well, you know, you know that's your perks. You you know that that's put up by your perks. So. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't, right, to me it doesn't matter. What matters to me is that all these people, for whatever reason, have either been, decided to believe or convince themselves, oh, that's harmless or that's this or it's that or it's just all, you know, this person is this, this person is that. It doesn't matter what it is. They, they choose to do this and believe it. And, and yeah, I don't but, care. Now, wait a minute, Mike. You know, sometimes people are mind-controlled to do this stuff, and you uh, can do a group right. at a time, but sometimes you don't have a choice. I know. You know, well, I've been in situations things, where these things you decide. That's all. I did not have a choice whatsoever. I did what I was told. And and now, here, but here's also a good example. That's a good point to bring up because there's a, a, a longtime TI in Massachusetts, Mark Rich, who's got a massive website, very bright guy. Uh, Never heard of him. Where the hell he's, he's, right, he's, out, he's from Malden. He's from Malden, right outside of Mark, R-I-C-H? Yeah, Mark M. Rich, R-I-C-H. Never heard of him. He's from Malden, right outside of Boston. And uh, he's got lots of videos up. And because he's in a different area of the country, what they did was they sensitized him to different, different colors or different things at different times. And there's many videos lately that talks about people wearing all black. Well, in the wintertime, in a lot of different cities, black is very common. I saw that. And so if I were to go near him or try to, to say, you know, hi, I'd like to meet you, uh, you know, we have something in common, I want to meet you. And he saw me coming towards him dressed all in black, which what I, is what I've been doing for many years. He'd think right away, forget it. Maybe I did watch his video the other day. Cause I saw a video where he was pointing out everybody was in black. But black is a very common color. Exactly. It's a very common color, especially in big cities. I remember when I used to go to Montreal a lot, uh, and even in New York, all black uh, is is very common because it, I, I guess it goes with everything, and it, it you know, can be either casual or not so casual. Who knows? Mine is and it absorbs the sunlight, too. If it's cold, <laughs> it absorbs the sunlight. It could be. I don't know. It but, does. But you, it makes you see how this? Do you see how this problem... Um, was able to spread like this before people were able to connect, and even after we're able to connect through the internet or through the talk show or whatever, this is still a problem because people are so immersed in the in the uh, um, the tactics and the sensitization and the triggering, uh, you know, over a period of time that they have a strong uh, misdirected belief. 
of what these things mean. They don't mean anything. That none of this yeah. means none of that means anything. Right. And Mike, well, did I tell you Ken's theory? I think, I think what it is is it's focusing your attention. Yeah. Right. It's just yeah. it's just a repetitious thing over and over again to focus your attention and link it with something that's negative and the tactics being done to you at the time, which may be organized stalking or, or overt entries into your, your living space or, you know. Well, you know, stuff. you can't harass someone that doesn't know they're being harassed. That's right. You don't. You 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 know, I didn't know I was being harassed at first. I just know that, know that right. there was some weird stuff going on, but I didn't know it was harassment. And, and you have to have somebody get your attention and focus you, I mean, really, really focus you in to get your attention in order to, to develop what they want to do with you, whatever it is. That's my theory. It could well, be wrong. That's part of it, and and that's the part. One of the the one of the uh, tactics that's begun after the initializing stuff has already taken place, where people have uh, scoped you out without you knowing about. It. People have maybe uh, studied you or passed information on or done whatever, and and only later on do the more visible aspects of it um, come into play because that's deliberate. It's not. It doesn't always necessarily happen all at the same time. Although it, it, it seems like it does. So, and when you have kids do it, you have the the kids' parents prompting them to do it. You know, that's actually oh, wicked, or that's a form of, of child abuse because you're you're giving them a negative, uh, teaching them negative uh, aspects of of uh, socialization and human interaction. Uh, and giving them that legacy, and that's all right. They're t- telling them that's all right because you probably won't get caught, and it seems like it's harmless, and seems like, seems like, seems like. Uh, and, Gee, I never um, thought of it as child abuse, but I guess you're right. Of course it is. It's a form of, of domestic or child abuse. Of course it is. You're not. That's not being. That's being an unfit parent if you're teaching them well, something like that. All the men on my block here are between like thirty, forty at the most, you know, and they got sons that are like. Teenagers, right, and and early twenties, some of them a little older, right, and they're the ones that have they train their kids on me, right, and and the kids, you know, as they're older, I don't say mean kids, but as they get older, they like it because it gives them something, you know, somebody they can fuck around with, and uh, you know, they can do this and it, and they can get away with it, and it's kind of like, yeah, you know, they can throw a rock at you or something and run away and fuck you and whatever. Um, Alda used to talk about that all the time. She said she moved around, and every time she moved around, they changed her neighbors all around her. And I was like, what? And she'd say, yeah. She says, I'm trained. Then then within a day or two, the young, they'd set the older ones in, and then the younger ones would come in, and they would train the younger ones on her. Yeah. This is out in L.A. I was like... That's wacko. That's totally wacko. I I kept it to myself. I never told her. I never said a word. I never said a word to anybody. But you know something? She's right. And that happens to me all the time. When when somebody says something happened and I'm like, well, I don't know about this. And then you turn around and it happens to you. Right. So, and, and you know, this is something that goes... 
that's been going on for at least with me has been going on for a long time. I have people in my in the church congregation that I will go to, and this was back in uh, fifteen years ago. 14, 15 years ago, I would go where the the kids of the, the, the parents, the small kids at that time of the family, were coached, and I think they were maybe, one was four years old, were coached to do things to me along wow. with of the older kids. And the, and I know these kids, they, you know, distantly now, and their parents, and the kids are all grown up, and they will still do these things, and they're actually... Um, uh, I'm trying to think of what that's called. Ivy League school. Uh, Wellesley and, and all these places going out of town. Oh wow! And as soon as I'm there and they're there, they obviously, it's, you know, they make it a point to do these things to me. And they're not, they're not very subtle, uh, uh, you know, or try to be half hidden things. They're very pointed things. They're very deliberate, and they're supposed to be. And I know that it's that same game of I know you, you know that I know that you know. But the thing is, I, they're letting me know that they're not what they're. All they like everyone to think they are, so too bad. Talk about ethics, too bad. That trash is that. You know, <laughs> I, I, there's nothing else I, I I really have to say about that. I still interact with them. I still talk to them. Of course I do. Um, but it's, it, you know, you have to realize that there's something something poisonous or something strange has happened to people over a period, this period of time. Because these yeah. people especially, these people especially, knew what had happened to me over a period of several years, and that how detrimental it was, and how damaging it was, and they continued to do it, and continued to pick up right where they left off. You um, wonder what what it, if it's I, I mind control? No, I'm not twinkle twinkle little star. I never wonder. It's not mind control. It's maliciousness. Believe it. Well, you know, I found that true, that a lot of these people continue to do what they're doing, and it is malicious, but I also think a lot of them are mind control. In that way, you're more magnanimous than I am. I believe that maybe momentarily, surreptitiously, this will happen to people who are basically uh, uninvolved to, to, to try and misdirect us again. But when you see people who repeatedly, uh, you know, uh, consistently do these things when you're in their presence, then you, I assume, uh, probably more right than not, that they are, it's out of malice. That's okay. All right. That's you're saying that. over a span of time, right? Yes. Okay. There's one incident that happened to me that totally proved the power of what these devices can do. And I related it a couple of times, and if I related it to you, shut me up, um, about the little girl in the driveway. That's all right. Maybe other people didn't hear it. Um, I get off the bus, I walk down the street, and there's a neighbor, and I never go into his yard, I never go in his driveway. I always just stand for a few minutes. How are you... I love your trees, whatever, blah, 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 a few things, and I'm on my way. And this time, I walked by the driveway, took a right-hand turn, walked into his driveway, which I never did up until this time. This man was standing there with a blonde, 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 white-haired little girl, about six years old. My neighbor was standing there. And as I walked up to them, I said to the little girl, 
you have the most beautiful blonde hair I've ever seen. And the man looked at my neighbor right in within my hearing. I'm two feet away. And he said, um, I, see, I told you what she would say. I immediately turned around and walked back out and went home. Now, that proved to me that between the bus stop or maybe earlier, I was triggered to walk in that yard, say that to that child, and that was the guy that did it. Uh, now, I didn't see him before that, this right. point. That might be true. That might be true, that part. Right. I understand what you're now, saying. Now, wait a minute, Mike. Right, I right. know that these I know that these pulses can go through. If you are standing in the beam of this audio spotlight, and I'm standing in half of the beam, say, beyond you, I know that it it can hit both of us, and we can both pick up the message, because that's also happened to me. What do you think? I I can't say for for those situations in a way, but think about this. What could also happen is that we are we are primed, possibly primed ahead, much ahead of time, without realizing it to have these events happen in the near future, and to make it seem like we are being uh, mind control. You would say mind control or influenced. Uh, uh, you know, externally influenced at that moment, but it may have been, you may have been or may have had the subliminal or some kind of pattern uh, uh, been exposed to it or had it installed, let's say, while you were sleeping or through some other methods that right. you were aware of earlier on, and then it just uh, that occurred that day because that's what it was decided that would to be, to happen. Okay. So by those people saying, see, I told you that's what she would say, it means that they already knew this was going to happen because you were prepped or you were primed, let's say the pump was primed before the week before or two weeks before, you just weren't aware of it. Hours, days, weeks, I don't know. Right, I agree. Right. So in other what? words, it doesn't have to be like something passing through at that moment. It could. I'm not saying that there aren't things like that that happen. Sure, they did. I could prove that with my folks. But there's several different ways, and some of them aren't nearly so high-tech. Some of them aren't that high-tech. Some of them are very subtle, and, and they're actually done through things that we cannot perceive so well. Vibrational reson- resonance forces, frequencies that are be, uh, lower than we perceive or a little higher near the top of the perceptive um, limit, lots of things. Uh, I have more. something that goes on here all the time that where people will try to do these things and do these things with, with semi-musical phrases or. So why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you think that these people who continuously do this to you have been? I, I'm not sure about the. Oh, you phrase, mean influence in the same way? Influence well, you the said they were malicious and they were doing it out of being malicious. Absolutely. Okay. I think they're malicious, but I think that they're also mind control. Uh, that's a to be stretch. malicious. Uh, I'll, I, I'll think about it. <laughs> I do. It. Right. I know that. I know. I know that they can hit you with a frequency, and a, the person with you with a frequency, and within two seconds, you want to absolutely kill each other. That's possible, right? But uh, over a period of time. Even in fairly spontaneous situations, uh, where it wasn't planned, like a like a um, 
a church oh, service or, 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 a, or a, 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 a dinner or something, even when it was spontaneous dropping in on something like that, it will that will occur with certain people over a long period of time. It's very consistent. Uh, can and, I ask a question real quick? I know this is another direction, but memoir, uh, in the driveway, there were two men and the one little girl, is that it? Right. Okay. Was one one was your neighbor and another one you didn't know? Is that right? Okay. So could he have been her father or her grandfather or something? The man that was with her? Yeah. Yeah, he could have been related. Okay. Well, here's what I'm thinking. And, and I try to do this every time because I, I know that there's a lot of technology. But I would think that if he were... And, you know, if he were the grandfather, uncle, or something like that, he was used to people saying something about that beautiful hair, you know. So Well, she was very different, right. I mean, her hair was so blonde, it was almost, it was white. Okay, well, that's what I'm thinking, that it could have been a very natural thing for someone who was very proud of this little girl's beautiful hair. It used to be having people come up and say, that's the most beautiful hair I've ever seen. And he said, she's going to come up and do that. It may not have been technology. It's oh, no, 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 this, no. This was technology. I'll tell you why it was technology. Because I never, ever, I took a, a right-hand turn. I mean, it wasn't even just a casual jaunt in the yard. It was a absolute military right-hand turn. Walked right up to the little girl, stared at her, and said this. I would, that's not my nature. I would have never done that. So I would have never gone you, on this. You can feel that when it's not right. You can feel it right. sometimes as you're saying it or right afterwards. You're like, now, why did that happen? Exactly. I, That's exactly how <laughs> I felt. I felt like I was not in control, and I wasn't. Yes. And and my neighbor stood there and was staring at me, never said a word to me, no. never said a word. And I turned around, walked out, never said a word. No, this was no mistake. This was total mind control. What was and what that, going uh, on? Just what was going on with you as much as it was just what he said. It was more than that. I see what you think. Well, I'm sure he said it just to prove a point that he was using a a good example. You know, people would say that, that to the child, probably so the child wouldn't be scared shitless from anything I might up on my own, like, I've, I've can, I kid, many, can I, can I yeah. kill your father now, you know? <laughs> I've caught many times here uh, in, in the complete quiet of this apartment, things passing through this room uh, that are audible to me and to Sophie somehow that uh, was hard for me to, to capture actually with just a, a very, with voice recorder, but I have other cameras and mics that are for um, uh, home uh, security surveillance that they're webcams and they pick up in a completely quiet apartment with no fridge or no fans or no TV or anything, no hard drive on, they pick up the same cadence of something that's been going through here for some quite some time. And uh, it's visible because I have, uh, on the audio portion, they have, it's called VU meter bars, and they those, those big stripes that will go across when sounds are made. Uh, they go in a, in exact cadence to whatever the, this is, and, and being, let's say, said or or um, you know, said or or vibrated or resonated, whatever it is. 
and it's it's happens overnight. It happens during the day, uh, and so I'm I always try to record it. Well, you know that incident. I I went home, and and I kept shaking my head thinking about it and saying that was the strangest thing. Uh, that was absolutely you know. so strange. I would have never done this in my natural inclination. Right. And I kept shaking my head, and then I was sat down, and I had a good think about it. And I was like, that man was proving to that other man that I was mind control. Well, and here's something, if you if you watch, I, I talk with a friend of mine in New Orleans a lot about this, because we've known each other for almost 10 years now, and she's had organized stalking for a long time. When you look in, when you look in um, live audience, do you ever do that? Look in live audience uh, shots of different anything you can think of, whether it's marathons or or uh, talk shows or uh, talking heads things for CNN or any of those programs. If you see people in in the audience in live shots, uh, I've even seen it during the um, what's it called the, the the press press the White House press conferences or whatever where all the uh, the correspondents will sit. Uh, you'll see people doing, repeatedly doing NLP gestures and, and motions in there. Uh, it won't be, there won't be uh, a lot of them, but they're very consistent. So what is it? Different different types of, of hand signals and, and positions, people touching their face and hands different different ways, but it's very pointed and it's held, it's, it's exaggerated, it's very pointed it's it's very specific very specific things and they're held for an overly long period of time it's not a natural movement it's not a natural stance uh you don't see very often adults grown adults in a in a, in a professional situation where they will take their index finger and and hold it against their their mouth or put, uh, hold it against their teeth for a period of 3 or 4 minutes while they're actually uh, you know, in a White House briefing or any of these other places, that that's one of them. There's just a lot of different things. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing about DC. DC uses the audio spotlight for private conversations. I believe there is and, there is no paper trail and there is no electronic trail. And one of the other things you can use is to send is to put uh, uh, um, put a flow of nothing around someone's head. That's what I want to try because you can also... Oh, wow. Right. Corporations have used it as a wall, as like a wall of silence around things if they're trying to keep people from from listening in. They put, oh, uh, I never thought of that. That's yeah, wild. They just, put, they just put a flow of nothing around it, around a room or around wherever, yeah. A flow oh, my of God. white noise or whatever that gets in the way, yes. So that, there's a lot of things that we might be able to find out from this, you know, and it so won't. It's definitely not a waste of money at all, and it, you know, it's refundable. How much are you up to? Uh, I think almost fifteen hundred. Not bad. No. It's been a long time. How long has it been? Less than a year. Less than a year. Well, you're uh, lucky. I, I couldn't even. I tried doing this, you know. I tried raising money to buy. Uh, hypersonic silent sound. I couldn't raise a dime. Yeah. So I said, well, fuck them. <laughs> well, you know, I just I just kind of kept going. Few people here, few people there. There's been some really, re- truly generous people that have not only repeat donated, but a couple of very uh, generous people who 
you know, believe in this, at least you believe in it for the, the community overall. And I do. If, yeah, I, I at least try it. I don't, if, even even if it doesn't turn to work out uh, the, the way that I had thought or the way that we want to, at least try it. I'm not interested in being right. I'm just interested in, in trying things out to find out what we can find out. It doesn't matter because no. just the fact that you can put sound in someone's head works. Right. They can't, if, you take this, if you take this into a courtroom and you say to a judge, I'm getting voices in the head, and you say, I'm going to demonstrate to you how they do it. Right. Point the damn thing at them and blast away and right. do whatever you want to do. How can he deny your claim? They can't. They're right. just not aware of it and how it can be used a lot of times, and I don't think they're involved in any kind of cover-up. A lot of these people are just very busy. They're 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 professionals and, and they're only, you know, they have just keep studying in their field or they're just busy with whatever their lives are. Plus their that's, that's why you want to go in. Uh, I'm going to send you that link with um, Ellen and White because this explains. I have it. I posted it. I posted it right here. Good. Because right. that explains to you how it goes through walls too. Yeah, and a, it does it in very simplistic terms so that I can understand it because it's a wonderful video. Yeah. You got a link to that? Yeah. I don't you want to message, message it to me? <laughs> I didn't yeah, sure. message it. Let me see. How so can they deny someone, you? Now we have someone here on the chat. Where you're, this is why I don't have chat if I have a call. Because we get people that have these kind of names and whatever to pull around. It says friend in the basement. Here's someone that has a, a, a cute name they have here. Uh, and they want to have subliminal soundtrack version of different songs, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, that's very, you know, I know it must be spring break. Let's see here. <clears throat> Let me see. I'll, 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 but yeah, I'll, get it. I'll bring it back up and, and send it to you right now. That's why you know it becomes uh, another form of, of people being harassed when they try to go on these things, and you've got nonsense people like that, or whatever, uh, you know, doing all, all kinds of stuff because they're bored or they want to fuck with people. Well, we've been fucked with enough. She, is, is, did you see the? Did you see um, in this video? Um, she's edited. It. I think she keeps editing it, or somebody does, because I've seen this before. But before, they, they've never had a person's head, and then they show you exactly where this uh, V2K hits you, what part of the brain, which yeah. is the, mid, the midbrain, uh-huh. and that's, the sub, that's where the subconscious is. That's why well, this is so uh, right. all-controlling. This controls the subconscious. The subconscious is your flight or fight, and it controls that. It overrides everything. It overrides it, and the the point is if you get several different sites that can give you an experience that you can't consider rational, like an out-of-body experience, people call it a paranormal, or even an alien, um, I'll say abduction experience or whatever, by by hitting your left temporal lobe and your midbrain, well, you can be confused and misled into thinking all kinds of things happened while you were sleeping or, or whatever, while you were... Uh, sitting in your in your chair, 
Like, and they proved it to me at Columbia. They used a repetitive transcranial magnetic stimulation, and they said, "Watch, we're gonna, you're gonna feel like there's other beings in the room. Beings. They didn't say people. You're gonna feel like there's strange beings in the room. Don't get, uh, you know, if you start to get upset, let me let us know." And they just waved it at a slightly different spot on my head, and that's exactly what happens. And it's a, well, for, it's a, for absolutely a long... real feeling that you want to you you, you, you want to look around because. Uh, did you ever lose time? Uh, yes, I have, yeah. I've lost hours. Elsa told me she a, lost also, days. Right, but that's also a temporal distortion caused by, a time distortion caused by interference with your temporal lobe. A lot of times it's almost like an ongoing, uh, not sleepwalking, kind of like a sleepwalking but seizure. I keep telling seizure. people if the public knew the the power of these weapons, they would burn the White House down, they would blow up the Department of Defense and the Department of Justice, they'd blow it all up because what? these devices give such control over anyone that it's absolutely amazing. And what people don't realize also is that how susceptible we are as an organism to these type of things. We like to think, well, we have strong, I have a strong mind. I have this, I have an iron will. When they wave that stuff at certain parts of your brain, it's all over. You don't have anything. There is no will. There right. Is no, there is no per- rational perception of your environment. That You just think that you're having a religious experience or, or uh, other beings are talking to you or whatever. And I even have a friend uh, that had a, um, a stroke. It's an interesting thing. He had a stroke from atrial fibrillation. And because it went to a certain part of his brain, he, he cannot use an electric razor anymore because the, the electromagnetic field from it gives him out-of-body experiences and then uh, grand mal seizures. Wow. That's not a very powerful weapon. It's just an electric razor. Right. <laughs> so that's low, how susceptible well, we, your brain is are, to all these things. We are low-power animals. It doesn't yeah. take much to to it override doesn't. us. No, it doesn't. No. I mean, a 9-volt battery, you know? And people get scared. You know those dramatic uh, movies about people getting electroshock therapy or whatever they're passing this current through? You know, that current is, a, is probably as much as a 100-watt light bulb. That's not much. Yeah. That's not much. Yeah. To go through oh. there. You know, I realized what? that a long time ago. Can I just yeah. ask you, um, why are people so willingly uh, susceptible to harassing and stalking people on the street That now. I can't answer. I don't think I'll ever know. I, I stopped asking that question. Okay. I think because, I know. Only because, well, only because okay. I, I, they've, they've, it, it's too, for them, whatever that reason is, I don't want to be like that. I'm not interested. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Can't I think, I think, I think they're mind control. For a second, I mean, yeah. Yeah, Go ahead. And it's, Makes them feel like the man gives them macho. Yeah. Hey, don't get me wrong. The best stalkers are females. It can be vicious, especially with a sonic gun. Break your shoulder in your sleep. That's right. There must be a lot of passive aggressive people wandering around. That's all I can say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, they know how to feed our egos. You know, we are ego. That's a major yeah, part of us. 
one one minute they're feeding your ego, and then I heard a group. They were waiting for this guy to come home, and they say, "Where is this stupid MFR?" You know. Right. So, you know, it got back to him. Oh, these guys are calling you an MFR. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you see, here in the city, it's, it's compact, and you get to see everything. You get to see the people that are doing it coming and going, the people that are bringing it, the people that are showing them how to do it. It's pretty sweet. It's all a money thing. It's one of the, one of the things I found oh, is that oh, they... Oh, old. How was the old? It was the new. Everybody's waiting for their paycheck. You know, ridiculous. They take a different story for each person. They they make the story fit the person. In other words, this woman over here is a Christian evangelical. She hates my guts because I'm an atheist. This woman over here is Jewish. Now, I was raised in a Jewish neighborhood. I have no animosity toward anybody of race, color, creed, doesn't bother me. And she hates, she now hates my guts because they set up a scenario where I was maligning the Jews, so she went off on me. That was set up. Then this guy over here hates my guts because he's friends with this guy, and, and I'm supposed to hate the Portuguese. He's Portuguese. They fit it to go with each person, and it works. They get this whole neighborhood hating me over bullshit. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.